You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of Board, Team Yankee, Fade of a Nation, Narm and Gregmore podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues roaming our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us in our Monday Hobby Misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk. And to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has started a war against Soviet Panthers. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the north of Africa, and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan B-Wing Goslin. <laughs> the Sergeant York of Star Wars, yep. <laughs> and Lee Filament Printer's Rule, Parnell. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Oh, that, came, that came out blue. <laughs> yeah. I thought it could be a static line check, but they're doing 3D printers. <laughs> Welcome to episode 35, the one where we're all married. <laughs> we are, yes. Here we are, yeah. Congratulations, dude. Say hello yeah. to the new Mrs. Turner, who will be listening to this at some point. When this um, goes live. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Across the sea. Filling out uh Post the Bruce Briggs dystopian nightmare of yeah, exactly, yeah. But you've got crayons. Yeah. <laughs> if I have seventeen gibbons and I want three of them to have a, a ketchup sandwich for dinner, what? Yeah. What? How many mackerel are there? What? Hey. Eh? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Let's... A compre- compre- comprehensive um, system test of can you explain the offside rule? <laughs> no LBW it is now it's, it's got harder LBW. Oh, really yeah. LBW. yeah well the line of the ball once it released from the hand <laughs> has to pick Lee. the line of the thumbs yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight absolute drivel same as always <laughs> same I can't always. believe someone I can't believe someone at, you answered someone asking of a good famous war podcast by saying us just well like... <laughs> I did caveat it by saying it wasn't good <laughs> <laughs> Why did they have a strong affinity and attachment to it? You know. <laughs> anyway, tonight we'll be covering faces, bases, something and something as we discuss what we've been up to. Um, we're going to take a look at the recent Flames of War and Team Yankee um, fact changes with all fact up. Um, we're then going to take a look at the new Soviet Team Yankee book in Soviet Intensifies. And then finally, we are going to go um, do some officers' answers. And that's tonight's show. Mm. So, yeah. Full so, of content. So, Duncan, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Everything. I've painted the world, apparently. You have, you've been like a, a machine. A I, I, machine. I have. I've been like an uncompromising, unthinking painting machine. I don't know why, but um, I just... I seem to go through these spurts. I did it with the second infantry division, but um, I've paint. I, yeah, it's been. I think it's been six weeks since we last recorded, and I had to make a little list of everything that I painted, and it was quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I paint. I painted the for the Dutch. I'd finished off the Leopard One company, so I've done uh, the final six Leopard Ones for that. Um, I did um, some. Well, they one hundred six and one hundred six mortars, the one hundred twenty mils. Nice. So for for the Dutch as well. Um, have I got my little thing up? With my little list. The fact that I had to make one is a bit terrifying. Um, so that was the Dutch done. I've painted some gophers and some storms for the Soviets. No, Gaskins, not gophers. Gaskins? The, one, the, the, wheel, um, the ones based on the BRDM chassis. 
Yeah, the little Gaskins. ones. Yeah, SA9 Gaskins. That's the ones. Um, is that beats per minute? Sorry. B- BPM. Conversation. No, it's BPM, isn't it? Yeah. Beats per minute. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, you get like happy hardcores. Happy hardcores are 160. 160 beats per minute. Like a Chinook helicopter. Um, <laughs> uh, what else have I done? Uh, I've done, I've painted some Iranians, which is a whole different, yeah, issue. Uh, so I've painted uh, two mech platoons, uh, one platoon of M113s for them to sit in. Jeez. And then I've painted a Passage company, just one of them. Um, so I've started, and I'm painting, as we speak, the second one of those now. So that's a third, a third of, of a Basage unit you've done so far, isn't it? That, like, if, it you, is, if you if you buy the smallest one, in, in, to, yeah, oh, be... it's no, the biggest one is 12, 12 blisters you need because it's twenty five. It'll be a hundred stands of hundred one stands of uh, infant of AKs, and yeah. then uh, forty eight. Yeah, forty eight. Yeah, forty eight RPG. So I've done uh, a small Basage company, effectively. Yes. And then the Whoa. next one will then turn into a medium-sized Passage Company, and then the next blister will then turn into a full-size Passage Company. Yes, and then we'll be and on to the next to... one. Yeah. And rinse and repeat, because apparently that's that's a sensible thing to do. Till um, the, yeah, till I run out of uh, green spray paint and the will to live. I like uh, I like the fact you were defining how many Passage you had by the, their weight. Well, <laughs> I, I, it's only... <laughs> It's because I picked them up and I put them all in one box and then picked them up and went, oh, that's quite heavy. I wonder how much that weighs. Two, <laughs> 2.5 kilos. 2.5 kilos of lead. Of just, of just Passage infantry, which is, yeah. That's not a healthy amount, I don't think. I don't, I don't, but. What is the end? The end. Is Passage. I don't know. How many, how, how many are you going to have? Well, I think, well, I, I did actually have a look and see how many you could fit in, and you can actually fit in uh, 15 total. Because you can have the full Bassage Company, and then you can take the T62 formation, and the T62 formation can have an additional Bassage Company in if, if you want it. Um, I think that's probably too much. I don't. I think nine. I, think, I don't know what I'm going to do with the extra four, but I think nine is probably, like, the limit. Nine. Nine, yeah, because that's three full strength ones. Then, or is that three full strength ones? Yeah, three full strength passage platoons, or you can then do um, the four at two two one, for example, or wherever it is. Is that two two one? No, two two two, and then have one left over. There's, there's you you got some options with it, but um, yeah, they're they're quite cheap. I mean, if you really want to do a a, a cheap option, you can do the the passage company four. Minimum size ones, and I think it's you know, like something ridiculous, like twenty points. And it's that gives you four lots of nine AKs, and then four lots of four AK um, RPGs. Oh my god! And you just yeah, it's spearhead across the table at people in turn one, and just run yeah, at them. Yeah, it's die to explosive uh, artillery fire and, and machine guns, but. Uh, At that point, area denial with sheer weight of bodies becomes a legitimate concept. Yeah, well, it's just like, yeah. Obviously, they're limited because their anti-tank is limited to an RPG. So 
the, the enemy cannot literally drive through you. You have no. an area of control, so you could literally just fence off their entire army from a deployment zone. <laughs> One's going, no, you stay there. Down. Well, I think they counterattack. I think they counterattack on a two plus as well. So they counterattack on a two plus and and uh, their morale's two plus. Oh my god! See, shifting them is going to be interesting. I quite like the um the mech platoon as well, just just for being cheap and being quite efficient as well for what it does. So I could end up with a whole infantry Iranian army. What started off as a joke is, is starting to get less and less funny. By, <laughs> by the... Stand by stand. <laughs> by stand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and on top of that as well. So on top of all of that infantry, I also then painted my final Thunderbolt company for my Fate of a Nation stuff. Oh, nice. So I, I can now do a full Thunderbolt battalion um, for the next time we play Fate of a Nation, which could be quite cool. Uh, I mean, the goal with that is to essentially be able to do a, an all-infantry um, Egyptian army. I'll be honest, it scares the hell out of my, my Israelis because I've like, got lots of expensive M16s. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I just can't kill you fast enough and you've got all those anti-tank missiles and that's killed me. Well, that's... Yeah, I mean that's what the there's one I've got one platoon of the armored infantry that's that's going to sit there for a while now, but um, that that would be my only real I think that'd be the only real vehicles like mm -hmm. tank s vehicles. Um, that just gives you a ton of saggers to to lay down some uh, hurt on some uh, Israeli tanks. But yeah, I mean the the, the Iranian things kind of come out of the blue, but it's it's kind of got me fired up and painting, you know. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think I think I think I've done my usual thing. I've gone from naught to sixty at four hundred miles an hour. In fact, I've recruited Luke. Luke's got November off, and he's um, I, I've twisted his arm so he's going to uh, put together all my chieftains for me and things. Nice. Um, so I've got enough to do a chieftain company as well, and uh, I've nearly got enough to do an M60 company for the Iranians. So. But of course, because they're all rubbish, like all of that put together is like worth like eighty points or something stupid. It's yeah. not eighty points, but it's you know they're not they're not expensive formations. Yeah. But yeah, it's all come out quite nicely. I'm quite happy. I did a test test run with the basing, and I'm quite happy with the basing. So, and I'm quite pleased to get the Egyptians off the you know that finally finished those off because they've been they've been there since the last Black Friday sale. So. <laughs> So you got time, done just in time for the next um, Black Friday sale. So. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Get back on that train. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a it's been a productive uh, six weeks, in in that sense, in the sense of uh, you know being uh, at large and uh, being able to do things with them. Not so productive, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. War games prepping. That's the thing. Once we can start gaming, you're 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 in pole position. So. It's, it's like... <laughs> which one of these new shiny things do I want to run first none of them I want to collect some more new shiny things well the part of shame never goes down it just shifts focus <laughs> what have you been up to Lee because you've been um, beavering away as well I have yeah so I've been working on Soviets in the last month in preparation sort of for the new book Kind of, yeah, and maybe it's because the Kickstarter I yeah. I done earlier in the year with um, Keith's Army Bits, 
for um, Soviets in camo smocks like they used in Afghanistan. Um, I, I, come, I basically come in and I was, uh, I, it came in September. I was, I'll get around to doing this at some point. And I thought, oh, well, the Soviets coming out, I'm, I'll, I'll do it now and get them done. So I've got a we, small... You fell off the wagon a little bit, didn't you, with the BMP3s and the T80s for the Soviets. So it, that, it that yeah. started the wiggle, yeah, because the plan was to keep focus, finish off the two British forces for Team Yankee, and then try and squeeze in Fate of a Nation or World War II Americans. Mm-hmm. And then, like you say, Soviets suddenly appeared because of the T-80. Um, <laughs> and so I thought because I'd keep the on that theme. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, do, uh, and do the BMDs. And I thought, if I do the BMDs, I need to do some infantry to go in the BMDs. So I did a small... Um, a small company, basically what amounts to a platoon with a HQ of the actual infantry figures as well. And I tried out using contrast paint for them. It's been something I've been meaning to do for a while is try out using contrast on this because I've seen people do, other people doing it. This scale it looks quite nice. And I figured that one of the green colours, I'm pretty sure it's Creed Camo, Creed Camo, whatever it is, was close to what I needed for the camera smock and uh, the camo onesies, as it were. <laughs> No, they are camo onesies, basically. They are camo onesies, but I like the idea of them for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Pie and love for the KM, KMVK camo yeah. onesie, yeah. And yeah, so I painted I painted majority of the figures entirely with contrast paints. I think the only, th- only thing I didn't use contrast paint for was um, I, I did some I did some non-oil Agrax Earthshade washes. I did a Luftwaffe uniform wash on the face through stubble. And I think that's it i think everything else was done using contrast paints to do the entire base and basically it meant in about a week and a half i painted that what would normally take me most of the month to do so that's quite impressive it's quite that's quite a saving in time then yes yeah, so, i mean the next litmus test is to do basically the full-sized um vdv company i, I got planned so what basically amounts to three times that in figures plus all the support weapons so that's um, a big leap in number of figures to paint, but I reckon it should work. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they did look good. I mean, you can tell they contrast up up until the point they're finished. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So I mean, I know what you mean because during the actual stages, I kept looking at things. This isn't working. Yeah. I think the last wash and doing like a stubble wash from the face is what sort of tied the figures together and it made it pop. It actually, looked like these have been painted and it's not just washes and stuff. It's yeah. So yeah, hmm. and, um, and yeah, like I say, I, mean, I painted five BMDs, three Storms, and three Carnations, which I've been doing the last couple of weeks. They've been just finished. The little BMDs are lovely. They are. They're like they are, they're like a nice little kit. They're nice little models. Um, so it's, they, it's, it's weird they... going back to resin and metal, though. <laughs> it's just I'm doing all the plastic kits yeah. recently. It's just like clearing off blade tracks, mold lines, that kind of thing, especially on the um. The carnations, and then I had a, a fit issue with the tracks on the carnations. They're kind of they sort of tilted over to one side if you look at them, because okay. the tracks aren't quite level because of how they go on. It's, a, it's why I, it's why I don't like going back to resident metal now. The BMDs are a bit nicer though; they didn't have that issue. Um, are, are the BMDs going to be Scout BMP twos? Is that the idea? So like, I, in actual game terms. So I've got two ways I'm going to use them. I can either use them as like an infantry. Um, company of BMP2s, I'll be a small one. So I bought an extra two BMP um, BMDs to get five, 
So it could be a HQ, the three BMDs, and then a fifth one to carry a weapons team like the SAMs or missile team. I think most of the time they'll probably, like you say, operate as a recce BMP um, unit to represent these guys dropping off and then being used as fire support effectively, which is what they kind of did in real life. Interesting snippet is you can get two of these in the back of a MI-26 Hook. Oh, the hip. Um, oh, the hook, not the hip. The heavy, li- yeah, the heavy lift helicopter. The one's about basically like a Hercules with rotors. Um, yeah. It'll carry two of these little things inside. So I want to try and find a one one hundred, a couple one one hundred and my twenty sixes, and then bring the actual tanks on via helicopter in the game. That'd be cool. <laughs> How big would that be, though? Like in in scale terms, that'd be massive, wouldn't it? Uh, way, I think we're use we're playing around the barn. <laughs> oh, okay. It would take up a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly right. It would take up a lot of real estate. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say it's about the same size as something like um, a twin-engine transal um, cargo airplane. It's it's not. I joke about it being sort of hook. It isn't quite that big, but it's not far off. They're big. They are big things. Yeah, they so, meant yeah. it when they were designing them, didn't they? Oh yeah, I mean we designed. So could, I think the idea, what they're designed for, was carrying around ballistic missiles to silos out in the middle of nowhere in Siberia. So yeah, yeah, this, uh, hmm. yeah. So Eddie, what have you been doing? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm doing my first bit of Flames of War hobby in about five weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, what legitimate excuse have you got for that? Well, I wasn't in the country for four of those. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I went out to went to well, out to Morocco for work for two weeks, uh, which meant that I could uh, no longer be um, affected by the presidential proclamation banning all non-US uh, citizens who have been in the EU for the last two weeks uh, from entry to the states. So I flew straight from Casablanca to America and uh, finally got married. So the wedding that should have happened back in May uh, wasn't the same kind of thing. It was obviously a COVID wedding, so a lot smaller. But yeah, did that. Well, that's quite exciting. That, does that count as which hobby? Is a, which is a thing. Sorry? Does that count as hobby? Counts as hobby. <laughs> yeah, it's more, you know, important life choices. Uh, it was. Needless to say, I did manage to get over. That was in Fargo in North Dakota. Um, so I managed to get over to Little Big Wars, which is the friendly local gaming store, um, which I rec- recommend if you're in the Midwest. Those guys are pretty cool. And uh, last time I went, they had plenty of version three blisters and their, their stocks slowly getting bought up by people. Do um, you mean you? No, I actually didn't okay. buy anything. I was going to get a PAVN company, but I resisted the first day. And when I went back a week later, it gone. Um, so I was actually very restrained. Uh, but I made the mistake of showing uh, the other guys in the blog what was available. And uh, <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark bought some very expensive toy soldiers, which are out of stock and quite hard to get. So, Yeah, he, he doubled the weight of your uh, luggage allowance, didn't he? Uh, it kind of did, yeah. It did take up like a, a, a third of my bag, especially because my bag was my work bag, not a like, you know, holiday bag. So it already had some bits and pieces in it. <laughs> um, I, I tell a lie. I did buy. I picked up a Japanese heavy artillery blister because it had split open and it was on the sale for five dollars. So I thought, well, I get one of those. 
Oh, I did buy something flavored with water. Do you have a Japanese sauce? Yes. That's right. Okay. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's not just a random thing. Oh, I just... <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's been mad. Um, you know, having four weeks without any any real hobby kind of thing, I'm going to do a bit stir crazy. Um, and then I flew home, and then, then two days, well, a, a day and a half later, I flew back out here. Uh, but this time, I packed my bag full of um, some hobby to do down route. So I've actually in front of me now. I've got my little my second local forces platoon. Or company rather, which is for 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 Nam, um, which these poor guys nearly got confiscated. <laughs> yeah, we we both have brushes with uh, law enforcement, haven't we? So you, what you, for you? Well, oh, my yeah. Pay, yeah, my PayPal got suspended, <laughs> didn't it? Because apparently buying things with the words "war" and "Iran" in uh, the, apparently contravenes their um, acceptable usage policy. Yeah. Um, well, apparently taking a, a small uh, plastic box stuffed full of 15mm uh, war games figures, which looks a hell of a lot like a uh, ball bearing shrapnel device through an airport security, uh, makes uh, raises my eyebrows as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you will insist on packing them next door to your marzipan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that my yeah. alarm clock. Alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> your charging needs. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've got you. I'm used to getting stuff because for for work, I carry about 15 different cables and bits and pieces plus a, a a radio. I'm used to my bag getting pulled for one thing or another, simply because half the time they just the guard, the security scanner, can't be bothered to figure out what it is. Mm. So they just go, yeah, yeah, fine, no worries. But yeah, this is my my hold bag, so to speak, getting pulled up. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Try, try to explain to a Moroccan security guard why you've got, you know, small toy soldiers. Uh, personal? For uh, my nephew? So, yeah, my nephew's not getting man, these. Man-child? 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 Yeah. Man-child? Yeah. Addiction? Is that <laughs> Addiction? <laughs> Addiction? You can't say the French, Jack. Addiction? 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 Yeah. So, no, I'm super happy. Um, well, yeah. So I'm happy to be doing something, even though it's simply just filing off some mold lines. Um, whittling. Whittling. Whittling away. Yeah. Uh, but there's a chance I may be coming home early, which is pretty pretty cool, because I have a lot of things lined up at home to get done. Uh, a lot of Soviet-issued kit in uh, <laughs> desert, desert and green. <laughs> So yeah, on your with your T seventy two plan, is that for? Um, oh, that's just for both. Your poles? Okay, for both. That's for both. I figured the poles could probably do with a little bit more grunt in their main bit, especially if we're going to be playing bigger games. Because you got the way you guys are, you know, hooning through your NATO stuff. Um, yeah, we've got quite a lot of NATO bits now. It's true. Oh, yeah, I exactly. forget he's got West Germans then, as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that's quite a lot of points there. Um, and then obviously for the desert, I need the same thing, but what? So, yeah, it seems to be, seems to have been a, a, a drought of T-72s in the UK at the moment. There's some weird uh, things that are out of stock at the moment, obviously with corona-related supply issues, I imagine, but yeah, just some odd I things. I guess the demand probably isn't as high as it was as well. What, for T-72s? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're ubiquitous, but now everyone's going to be going over to T80s like mental. So, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, hobby is limited, uh, but a lot of fun. It's like got a lot of excitement for when I get a chance to get back into um, this. I was glad I did spend that one day I get I got home, though. I did have to take all of my Flames of War rule books off of my shelving unit. Is it groaning? It was it was about thirty degrees from the hor- from the vertical, uh, so I'm hoping that by taking because I got all the version I had all my version three books in chronological order, and then all of the version four and the Team Yankee on the same shelf, um, oh, and whole, the, whole, the whole shelving unit was uh, very no, strange. No no. <laughs> no 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 no. Yes, well no. I, you know, it says it's rated for it, but apparently you know. The uh, the design document and the actual uh, shelving unit don't don't quite agree as to what they could hold. <laughs> Jeez, um, imagine getting crushed by uh, the weight of bridge by bridge. Well, it's not even that. It's more it's more the fact that if it does go over, it's taking you know half of my half of my main model collection with it, which would be devastating. So, <laughs> oh god, that would be like you know, can you imagine coming back from a trip? Yeah, exactly. It would have been just like opening the door and just be like, oh, there's all my models all over the floor. Great. Just shut the door and go home. <laughs> well, I am home, but shut, my, shut the door and go back to work. Yeah. yeah. This isn't happening. Yeah, this isn't happening. This is fine. Yeah, um, yeah so that's me. So T72 Central for the next 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 podcast That's i think so i need to i need to kind of i i like yeah i need to focus funny enough who would say that i need to figure out what what i'm gonna crack on and get on with but i think i think definitely my, my polish probably needs to be finished I did, uh, did the, yeah well, i did the infantry over the lockdown of the version yeah, one yeah, so so it'd be good to get the tanks finished off of those. And they shouldn't take too long, so I'm just going to do them. Super You're going to spray quick, and chip. Quick, quick, quick. Spray, chip, and then decal, I think. Yep. And uh, weather? Cause I, like, I like the idea that they've got these really old, you know, you know, old beat-up tanks. That they, they repaint the markings just before they go out. Make sure they know who's who. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll see how that looks. If it looks rubbish, then anything else. But I'll probably change my mind about five times before I actually get to do anything, and then. I oh, know you. You wait till you start having hobby dreams, Eddie. That will be fine. Hobby dreams. Hobby dreams of yeah. I I could do this army. Ah. Just don't get. What well, you mustn't let Lee get under your skin. That's the most important thing between now oh, and then. Twist my arm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as an enabler, is that what you're trying to say? Enable. I don't, I don't, well, is it enablement at this point? It feels it feels like we're not friendly. Yeah. Well, I've definitely I've definitely done. Uh, I, I have fallen to my bad habits of uh, whilst not being able to do hobby, I've been uh, purchasing more. Yeah. Oh no! What have you bought? Well, we need to figure out how we I've got some Israeli mech platoons, some of those geckos. Oh yeah! Oh god! Let's swap around as well. Yeah, we, that's true. We 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 all, we've been abusing ourselves recently, so we've all got a bit of each other's hobby st- hobby stockpiles that we've been yeah. just been taking leading orders. Yeah. 
<laughs> I stand by that the second I got married and half of my worldly possessions belonged to Tacey, that my lead par has been, you know, theoretically halved. <laughs> you know. Theore- theoretically halved? Well, yeah, because I said that and then Tacey went, fantastic. What can She'll I do Yeah. I was like, uh... how, how much is this worth on the second hand market? What? Just don't sell it for what I told you I bought it for. Yeah. This was 50p, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. tell are five. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it bites fist. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> no, I've been I've, I've actually I've been sticking to my budget, but I think my budget may be a bit too generous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, having a budget doesn't mean that I, I buy physically less. I just make it work harder, so I end up with more stuff for the same money. Is that a bad thing? That doesn't sound like a bad thing. It's not solving the problem. The problem, the problem is the stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't sound bad. I'm just saying. It's... <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And a pretty cool place. So, um, so speaking about being a pretty cool place, what, what, what's what been uh, all fucked up? Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've been kind of watching this on the sidelines because I have been, you know, working every, yeah. bouncing around and doing bits and pieces. It's been, yeah, weird as FAQ. Is it's yeah, it's um, I think we're basically at the point where helicopters can blitz, which is good because any way you can actually now land troops is to blitz. Well, that, that's what I missed was that is it that it, it oh. yeah, because they couldn't blitz before, could they? Because that was always the thought. I, so, I so it's something, that came, it's something that came in the, at the end of version one was that helicopters can't use movement rules, oh, and yeah. There's actually nothing in the rule book that says that carried over to the new version. It's now been confirmed. Yes, they can use movement rules. Okay. okay. But the FAQ, and this is October 2021 for those interested, um, says now for helicopters. Yeah. Uh, just trying to find the word again. Where when my heli- yeah. yeah. Can I deploy a helicopter? Oh, no. It's- so the first thing. It- Let's try to find the exact wording because it's quite important to how how it works. It's basically talking about landing helicopters. Yeah. Um, can I deploy? Is this is about. Oh damn! I can't. This is a typical thing. I had it on the screen, looked at it several times, and now I've actually looked no. away, gone back. I can't see what's it. The, what's it? What is it about? So. So basically, it's saying that a helicopter can't land except to drop off troops. Can a helicopter land yeah, or, or just he- helicopter movement? Yeah. Can any helicopter land or just transport helicopters? When can helicopters land? The same is only transport helicopters can land and only when they are mounting or dismounting passengers. And that's fine, except for a helicopter doesn't dismount, sorry, doesn't dismount its troops until the following turn. So you bring oh, the helicopter. Okay. So the, problem, the thing is, so can I say yeah, I'm landing? And then next turn, so I'm not landing, get disembarking my troops and get around it that way. No. Or we set, or we, it's, it's, yeah, so I mean, it's obviously a lot A lot of this is just people play, playing silly buggers. And anyone, 90% of people playing will just go, I'm landing my helicopter. Next time I'll be dismounting, everyone will go, okay, it's fine. Yeah. And move on with their lives. But um, 
I think some 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 people are now trying to say that the only way you can now land a helicopter is to blitz land. So, I mean, so, you spend, so, so if you haven't counted this move, then your guys can disembark. It's like that's oh, okay. that's yeah, oh, exactly. okay. If you have to start doing that kind of semantic juggling, then you then you're probably not right. <laughs> but that will penalise anyone that because not all skill is there a skill rating on helicopters. There is, isn't there? But it's not the same, is it? It's not like all helicopters have got a four-up skill rating. Uh, yes, yeah, it does vary. Like so, like Afghanistan helicopters vary to Red Army um, helicopters. Yeah. So <sighs> I I call bullshit on that. That's not yeah. what that says. Because it's like so long as you're stating your intent, it doesn't matter if you're doing it a turn before because you have yeah. to. That's how the rules work. It's, yeah. So you say I am landing this transport helicopter to disembark troops, and then you Next put it. Turn. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, that's such a big thing. I thought this. I thought it was like an actual, like it had been written that that is the rule, not mm. interpolated it in a weird I way. Think it's, it's people I, I think take it's a timing issue. Yeah, it's a it's a timing issue because of the way that the dismounting works. It's a timing issue because people got too much time in their lives to worry well, about crap like this. Like it doesn't yeah. say that. It says only transport helicopters can land, and only when they're mounting or dismounting passengers. So. If you're going to land, you could have dismount passengers anyway. So yeah. you, if you put, if you say this helicopter's landing, and next turn don't dismount your passengers, then you're cheating. Yeah. Does your helicopter come off the table at that point? Yes, it does through the window. Does Does that also mean <laughs> that you can't you can't stay landed? I don't know why why you would. I'm just thinking. Well, the the only thing that I thought about this was is isn't it the Huey that only fires when it's landed? Correct. So uh, yeah, can you use your gun, your guns? Door gunners. Yeah, dismount, you dismount or embark troops. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah, so you couldn't land. stay landed in order to fire your guns. No, because if you haven't disembarked or embarked troops, then by its nature you can't. Yeah. So I think that the the, the door guns rule doesn't work. There's no there's no benefit to staying landed because your guns will only work for turn. You actually do something with it. Right. Fine. Yeah. So you wouldn't. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you think about it, you wouldn't. They're not designed. You don't stay landed on a battlefield. No, <laughs> coming into a hot LZ and just sitting there oh, going, "This is fine." Yeah, this is be- this is safer than flying away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the other thing is, it says, "Yeah." Subsequently to that, it says, "Where can I land a transport helicopter?" Pretty much anywhere that the model can be reasonably placed. If troops can repel down into woods, troops can repel down into woods if there's no clearing, or they can jump out of a hovering helicopter onto a flat roof. Into a roof, so, which is pretty badass. Have the helicopter yeah, exactly. swooping onto rooftops. So that's like giving. I don't understand why people would like it anyway. Yeah, you don't yeah. even have space to put the model down. Mm-hmm. So the only thing is, people want to game it by landing helicopters behind trees and having them sit there, which is very weird. Yeah, well, so that's what it is basically. Because um, if a landing helicopter, you shoot a landing helicopter, you have to have land, line of sight. So the idea yeah. is um, a hind, which obviously doesn't care about moving and shooting, can land at the end of its shooting and be out of sight effectively, then next turn pop off and go and shoot things. Oh, is that so, what so that's basically what people were trying to do previously, and this obviously stops that. But um, Which is good. Well, it's not a bad thing, I don't think. Um, another thing that was came up was, are transport teams tank teams? And it says, yes, transport teams are tank teams. Which is 
common wording to the World War Two fact, and, and World War Two makes no difference. But obviously, mm-hmm. Team Yankee helicopters can be transport teams. So again, again, it's like, okay, you're right, but what? Why does that matter? It's like it's it's like it's, it's, there's no real impact of saying a, t- a transport team is a tank team. It's just like a, 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 let's just say a ground-based transport team is a tank team. The helicopter's fine. I think again, people are right. picking up on things for the sake of picking up it's on probably them. to cover it. I like some of the I'm trying to say trucks, but the trucks aren't in this. Um, no, I like say Team Yankee, so it's almost like a non issue because almost everything that is a tank t- is a transport team is an armored vehicle effectively, so it is a tank team. It's like a... yeah, so you don't get into the unarmored tank team no. thing. It's all, yeah. it's all the unarmored tank teams are basically artillery pieces like hail and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Out to the king, baby. Yeah. So I think stick, only... stick to them. I mean, what? Yeah. So the only other thing that comes up that's really got the tongues wagging is on air defence. Okay. And it's a, it's basically says so, the question was: some tanks, such as ADATS and Blowpipe, have multiple used weapons that can fire aircraft and ground targets, or paired weapons that have a similar capability: BMP3, LAV-AD. And Tunguska. Tunguska. These have a separate line of weapon characteristics for air and ground targets, which I'm going to get on to because that's not simply true. Does this allow them to shoot at the aircraft in the enemy turn if they shoot at ground targets in their own turn? The answer is no. Multi purpose weapon systems like this cannot shoot in their turn after using the weapon system to shoot at aircraft in the enemy turn. And this is the one where I do have a slight issue because it's it, it, the, the things that are being held as equivalents aren't equivalent. For example, ADATS and Blowpipe. ADATS has its air attack on one line. In like, so if you look at a, a data sheet for these units, the weapons are split into lines. The lines have different shading. So it's like a two-tone shading going on. And that, so one weapon would be on one line and one would be another line. Now, Blowpipe has only one weapon. It's missile. And that's all on one line with one background colouring. And it has an option of air attack or ground attack. And by the rules, if it fires in the enemy's turn against aircraft, that weapon, and it only has one weapon, can't fire in the enemy's turn, in, the, in your return. So there's no issue with that. Right. ADATS is slightly different. Like I was just looking it up. In that its ground attack is on a completely separate line to its air attack, which I never noticed before until now. Does it not say or? No, it's a complete. It's completely. It's on a completely different line with completely different shading behind it. Like it's entirely separate. Like separate weapon. weapon line. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way. Let's say if you looked at a B, like a BMP three, it's one hundred millimeter, thirty millimeter, and coaxial gun are all three separate lines with different shading. The ADATS is like that bizarrely. So the ADATS air, anti-aircraft line has got the shading behind it. All, it goes all anti-tank. It's on a white shaded background. Like it's a separate weapon. Yeah. So that rules as as written could fire its ADATs and at an aircraft in the enemy's turn, yep. and then fire a separate weapon, which in this case would be its firing as yep. an anti-tank weapon, yep. in, in its own turn, and that'd be fine. Rules as written. I think. So that's probably where the first point of contention came up in, in this. Now, other weapon systems like LAV-AD. Its gun and its missile are on the same line, effectively. If you look at um, Stripes, I'm just trying to pull up Stripes. I had three nations up, I didn't have Stripes up. Sorry, not yeah, Stripes. Yeah. 
you know, the um, World War Three US book. Um, and you look at Lav AD. So Lav AD has two weapons. It has a 25 millimeter and it has um, the Hellfire, not Hellfire, Stinger missile system. Okay. Yeah. And just getting the screen up. But my computer's just like I'm going to go slow. So they are both on the same line. They've both got a white background. There's no divisional line. It says Gal, 20, Gal 12, 25 millimeter on one line and Stinger AA missile as or Stinger AA missile below it. But it's effectively all the same weapon because there's no color differentiation to say these are different weapons. So if it fired its missile in the enemy's turn, its gun could not fire in its turn because it's the same weapon. Okay. And then, okay. Finally, Tunguska is like ADATS. Tunguska has a 30mm gun on one line with shading, yeah. and then the SA-19 air-to-air missile on another line with no shading. So we have two separate weapons. So firing one would not affect the other in the, in, in the other turn. Yeah, because that would be like if I had a my example was if I have a 50 cal on my Abrams, firing the 50 cal in air defense doesn't stop me firing the main gun in my turn. Correct, so because on page 38 of the rule book, it says any unit may fire all of its machine guns or one other weapon. So you fired your all other machine guns in the enemy turn. So now in your turn, you can fire any one weapon, which would be the 105. Yep. Um, and similarly, a BMP-3, if I decide to shoot my 30mm as an anti-helicopter weapon in the enemy turn, that would stop me firing... No, sorry, I haven't done anything. That, that shouldn't let me stop me firing my 105 because the 105 is on a completely separate line. So, um, but what we're now saying is if any weapon system on a, on a unit fires at a helicopter or an, or an aircraft in the enemy's turn, all other weapons can, cannot fire. The only exception to this seems to be an AA machine gun. That's covered by a separate line in the fact, which says if you fire AA machine guns, you can fire other weapons in your so, turn. So if you've got a BMP-2 and you fire your cannon at a helicopter, yep. that means you can't fire your missile in the next turn? In your, in your own turn, correct. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the impact of this. Am I, am I, and I really have an issue if that's what we're saying, but you're then, it's not what the rule book says. And you're, now, well. and you're yeah, and you're now getting, you're getting some very woody things. It says, no, multi-purpose weapon systems like this cannot shoot. But a weapon system is never defined. So yeah. what you what you're effectively saying is now page thirty-eight says, you um, it, this is this is the thing. So that, that whole bit I've been saying about different lines being different weapons. No one in the rule books ever say that. This is just me saying. This is just how we all kind of understand it to be. On the, on the cards, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's never ever stated as being like that, effectively. Nowhere in the rule book could you go through and find a thing saying each of these lines is a separate weapon. We just know yeah. that the 100mm is different to the 30mm, is different to the character machine gun. But what, we're, um, but what we effectively need is, it's like, what that answer should have said is page 38 should now set, page 39, no, sorry, Page 38 should now say you may fire your all of your machine guns or any any other any other weapon unless any other weapon fired in its previous turn. 
or something like that. But it's, it's just like it's, but why, it's, a, it's, it's a disconnect here because it means it's, it's impacts. It's like Tunguska cannot fire um, in defensive fire. If we're saying this, because when you look at the rules on page thirty nine about aircraft, saying if you shoot an enemy in the enemy's turn, you cannot shoot in your own turn, and also you can't shoot defensive fire. Correct. So now. Previously, I would have, I'd assumed if I fired the missiles at enemy helicopters, but then the enemy infantry then assaulted me later in that same enemy turn, you my 30 millimeters could have gone and mowed them down. But now we're saying, no, I can't. I'm just sitting there helpless waiting for these guys to charge me down with more missiles. Well, and we were talking about this as well. Originally, the Tunguska was, we'll come on to this on the review, but that was the same cost as, was it, Gophers and Shilkers? Effectively, yes. It's it's it's, um, it's, it's uh, yeah price of a of a full strength gopher platoon, a full strength um, shulker platoon. See, to me, reading that now, I'm you're better off with shulkers and gophers. Yeah, because now you you your voice you're halving anti air output, whereas yes. before, if you could fire, in fact, the, your enemy's turn, your turn, the alternating weapon systems, you haven't really got any loss of, of um, firepower. Okay. So Why I think, rate that so expensive then as well? Because that that's yeah they're really really expensive for what they do. If they can only fire one or t'other, because they're, no, they're they can fire both. The, the thing is that you can fire both at an aircraft. They no, can't. The, well, the ADATs. You can't fire both at the aircraft. You only ever fire one weapon system at what at an aircraft uh, unit. Of course, it's, both, okay. Yeah. So you can't fight. You can't like fight, do an alpha strike in in the enemy's turn. Fire both systems. Yeah. The closest you can get is if you say you had the first turn, you could fire in your turn and then fire in the enemy's t- next turn because there's nothing saying if you fire in your turn it prevents you firing the enemy's turn. Yeah, the other way around. But right. Obviously, after that point, you then hit the issue that obviously in your next turn you couldn't then fight. You fired in the enemy's turn. But that's the same. That's the same with any anti-aircraft system. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the benefit there is, if you look at them, okay, so you can only fire your missiles or your 20 mil gun. But if you are going to get assaulted, you have the option of not firing so that you can defensive fire. Or fire at the ground targets, you know, then you get defensive fire as well. Whereas if you had just the missiles, then you wouldn't have the option to shoot at the ground targets, you know. Yeah, that's that's true, but, but but that's but I don't care about a cheap two point anti aircraft system. No. Let's just be looking at a backline fire missiles each turn. Whereas I might care about more with a more aggressive cannon arm system that's going up to the front. Yes, I mean, you, you are you are right. You, you know, it forces a choice, and forcing a choice is never a bad thing in the game. But the problem, like say, is it's just that then makes the Gluska's cost slightly less, a lot less appealing. As a all right, so we'll get on to that in review in a second, but um. It's interesting that they've actually got ahead of the rule book coming out. Bizarrely, got ahead of the pre-orders. You should like, like Battlefront, wait two weeks for everyone to put their pre-orders in, buy some guskers, and then they say they're useless. Um, but it's... it's <laughs> the, I, the, other, the other thing that I, I, I would ask as well is that when they put the FAQs out, they could just highlight the new things that have gone in. They have done it. So there's, there's black lines that show you oh, what has changed. I know, but... <laughs> I didn't realise that for a long time. Oh, right. <laughs> he wants everything on a platter. I would like it in big yellow highlighter because I'm stupid. Well, like I say, change the file name. So we, because what we had is this issue where we couldn't actually get the fact because our cash for some reason oh, yeah. was being hyperactive <laughs> yeah. and saying, you've already got this. Here's January's. Because the file name is exactly the same. But um, thankfully, Eddie 
had an uncorrupted so, um, computer, so I could download the fact and send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than that, there's, mm. there's nothing really that comes out. Everything else is fairly sensible, clarifications, that kind of thing. A lot of them, a lot of them are coming with the Flames of War fact as well. Like um, basically, I think the most useful one is talking about pinning and how that impacts transport troops. Saying, "Yeah, hey, I saw that. They yeah. can do it, can't they? You can, you can mount yeah. pinned." Which is something we discussed with your half tracks in Twenty First Panzer because we couldn't yeah. work out if they could come towards us. And I think we eventually said, "Well, look, the transport attachment is a separate unit, and there's nothing saying what." Another unit impacts another unit's ability to move forward, and yeah. that seems to be the, that seems to be the correct, the correct. Well, that point, it makes transports actually kind of worth their cost. Otherwise, exactly, especially armoured ones. Yeah. Your infantry are fast and they're fit. Yeah, I think the only thing it does say is if so they then dismount, they got to dismount mm-hmm. further away from the enemy, which means again makes sense. They come at the back, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's good that we saw. It. I mean, that's that's roughly on schedule. So when was the last one? January? So yeah. It's been nine months, so we, we thought they were going to be every six months-ish. So, yeah, it's roughly on schedule as well. Yeah, I can tell you you work project management if you think three months late is on schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's on schedule. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm taking into account COVID and yeah, uh, that's good the, yeah. the, the general state of the universe um, because also it would have probably been delayed based on the fact that some of the books hadn't been released, I yes. would imagine. Um Hello. And like I said, it seems to have got ahead of the Soviet release, but you know, getting them a month ahead of the Soviet release. So, yeah, it's, the time of it makes sense in that respect. Mm. It's, it's a little strange. Mm. So I think, I like to say, all I really want to see is that multi-purpose weapon system thing better defined. So we can just draw a line under it and say, yeah, you definitely can't switch weapon systems to do another job and that kind of thing if they're on a completely separate line. Um, right now, it's just a bit... It's just like... a a blanket no and it's just like well the three the four wait one two three four the five weapon systems you mentioned in the rules all work in five separate different ways mm. um can we you no know, i'm not sure are you definitely saying this is the well, yeah. i yeah i think it's because and why aa machine guns the exception kind of thing yeah yeah now, in my head i could work out i could probably give you a real life thing why because obviously in something like a ADATS or a Tunguska the weapons are all on the same mount so they're all pointing the same way but Team Yankees always had a fairly woolly time span for things you know we mm. don't really take account how long it takes us for something to happen so it seems odd all of a sudden we're being very finite in our time it takes us to pan our weapon system yeah one threat to the other and what problem what problems is this really solving I mean yeah, it doesn't feel like it's overpowered. Canadians. I'm all for nerfing ADATs before I have to face them in my T80s. Exactly. Um, That's why. <laughs> well, I don't know who would try to do that with the ADATs. Oh, I don't know who, but. Mm. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that probably can come up of like, you know, you know I mean? you're being rushed by tanks, but then you start, you know, throwing helicopters at you, you fire your yeah. missiles in their turn. And then in your turn, you then go, right, now they're out of the, out of the picture. I'm going, yeah, you know, yeah. It's the same missile. Right? That's... Yeah, but you've got, eight, you've got eight ready missiles, right? It's like, yeah, you fired off four yeah, of them in the enemy's yeah. turn. Guess, maybe, no. If we want to start, if we want to start taking a cap missile reload times, so a lot of things in the game needs to change. So. Yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even think that was a, you know, it was a, in my head, that was just 
you fire AA or you fire at the ground targets. You can't you can't do both kind of thing. No, but I yeah. guess because it's separate, effectively separate terms. Yeah, I guess the word, the rules, and the lining. And, yeah, it's just weird that the ADAT's weapon was on separate lines because nothing else. Like I say, blowpipe is the nearest equivalent. Is on the same line just as an or option, which would make sense. Yeah, it's the same. I think. I think it might be. It's just like a formatting issue because really, like the LVAD, it just needs to have the one line and then or. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there you are. That's the fact and the key changes. I mean, obviously, we must talk about T Yankee because the planes of one was fairly benign, as far as I can tell. Is that because it's completely nerfed one of my armies? You don't want me to look until we first start playing. And then it can yeah. be like, oh, actually, I think you'll find that all your infantry uh, die on twos. Well, the only thing I noticed in the, in the Flames of War one that's army-based was a clarification on the SS, best SS cards. And that yes. um, you, you, can, you, can, you can use best firepower on the transport half-tracks, which goes against what's previously said. And they've now gone back to saying, actually, yes, you can do that. If you want to pay out for expensive half tracks, and yes, you can do that. Yeah, go nuts. <laughs> oh, and the Stug MG is not forward firing, which again makes sense because it's not actually on a fixed mount. So. No, especially not the little remote controlled ones. Oh, yeah, later ones. Yeah, but the first one's literally <laughs> like a guy sticking out with an MG42. <laughs> yeah, behind a plank, uh, essentially a plank of metal. Yeah, yeah. there's no nothing fixing it to that. There's no reason he can't fire behind him if he has to. Yeah, so. But that's it. That's the only thing's a real note in the Flames of War 1. Right, that's it. That's it. It's broken. I'm not playing anymore. I'm disappointed about the helicopter thing, because I thought that was going to be like a really interesting, you know, they've actually made it, the way everyone blows up about the internet when you're half reading the comments. So the only time movement orders ever used for helicopters was when you spelled a blitz onto the table. Correct. So you could blitz land a helicopter and blitz the infantry out of the helicopter to take an objective with basically very little re- repercussions. How could you blitz four inches on the board? Pardon? Pardon? Yeah, you just, you just blitz, blitz four inches onto the board and land as part of that movement, but you haven't, you haven't moved, so therefore there's nothing stopping the infantry then blitzing out of the helicopter to then put their Milans down for a Milan block, block, volley at whatever's coming towards you. It's, it's, <laughs> It's something came with that British one where you have always my land in the helicopter. What? Yeah. Yep. It was a thing. It was yeah. a thing. There were pe- the, the, the Milan auto deploy from helicopters was quite nasty. I, ne- I never saw it work because it required rolling two threes in a row. But... Yeah, that never <laughs> happens. <laughs> if it was two fives in a row, it'd be lethal. Yeah. Um... But it was, the, the premise was, was, was decent, though, because it, it, it was when people were looking to counter the Milans by, you know, bombarding them essentially so you're like well that's fine my Milans aren't slightly on the table the they're all, over here watering, yes <laughs> watering with intent yeah. exactly okay right okay talking about some couscous and that shall we now talk about the Russian book yes thermo barrack barrage that's all you need to know the uncontentious uh, war crime of today it's um <laughs> Yep. A literal flame-throwing rocket. Is that on the board? Ding, 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 ding. Are you sure you want to press the button, sir? You've pressed the button, haven't you, sir? <laughs> you, I pressed it five minutes yes. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, after the British and American books, the Soviets finally get some love. And it does get some love. I'm going to be honest. It does, it's, uh, there's some fairly interesting introductions to this. Um, 
Yeah, I think there's a I couple think... surprises as well, which was nice because we, we weren't expecting surprises, so we got surprises. So. Well, you <laughs> called it as well that, that, that anything that existed previously based on, on stripes versus American was was likely to stay the same. So that wasn't that wasn't the surprise. Yeah, we didn't get um, fixed the T seventy two A's. They're still useless. Don't go go to play T seventy two M's. Yeah, I got got them out, looked at them, and went, "Sorry, boys, back you go." <laughs> Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. You thought you were going to see sunlight. Not anymore. <laughs> Not today. Back in the hole. Yep. And we don't get um, a fundamental rechange of how Soviets work to make them more like the brilliant World War II ones. So, unfortunately, no. unfortunately, you still can't hit for topping the salt. Um, yeah. Even though you've got an AK 47. Yeah. You have yeah. to kill every which last. Is, which is by far more assaulty than any other assault rifle of the era. Well, I mean, the Soviets call it a, a submachine gun, and I, you like to think they know what they're doing. So, <laughs> well, yeah. What's the what's the optimum engagement range? Like a hundred yards or something? Three in inches. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> in someone's face. Yeah. Both yeah. Side, that's no, like I, picture. Yeah. So. Yeah, just after you fade it. You know. <laughs> so everything that was in Red Thunder is basically the same, but what we have got is extra options on units that exist. Yes. And that's in two forms. The first one is the RPG 7 VR, Victor Romeo. This, this was quite a big surprise, wasn't it? This was. Yeah. I, I guess that shouldn't have been. The, the minute the Tandem Warhead appeared on T80, I should have had it in my mind. I'm disappointed, Lee. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. So this is basically um, taking the RPG and giving a Tandem Warhead to defeat era armor, explosive reactive armor. Um, but which would be great because you're saying, well, great, the only unit in the game that's got that is T80. Unless we're doing Chechnya, it's not going to come up that often. Um, oh, no one's doing that. Oh, I've been astute enough times to know people do Chechnya. <laughs> yep. The amount of times you see a Blake Grosny but a city fight, it's a salute. It's, a, it's, a, it's about the same amount of time as I see some very, very, very suspect colonial game going. <laughs> who, who is it in the States who had the atrocity phase? <laughs> <laughs> Was that, was that the Reagan administration? Yeah. <laughs> Rank. Um, but yeah, so basically you got the RPG 7 VR, and not only does it get the tandem warhead rule, it also gets a boost to its anti tank to 19 over 17, a boost to its firepower from 4 to 2. Yeah. And then, but it's, and it, I say unfortunately, because it's not really much of a hindrance, it suffers a range decrease from 12 inches to 8 inches, which well, generally I'm using these defensively and I've got an eight-inch bubble anyway, so that doesn't really come up that often. Yeah. So, hey, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good little, little upgrade. And basically all the, unit, all the infantry units in the game get access to that. Yeah, and importantly, it's with, as well, it's not like you have to in, uh, upgrade everyone. No, this one you do. This one you upgrade everyone. You oh, is it? Oh, bugger. I got so if you, if you take it from one unit, every unit has to have it. But it's... Like it's it's literally a two-point upgrade, a flat two-point upgrade. So it's it's not that great if you've got like if you're basically running a, a small-sized um, unit, but if you're running a mid-sized or max-sized unit, it's yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't it's worth it? Frankly, um, because um, unless your entire meta is no hope of tanks, basically like leopards or AMXs, um, where anti wow. that, that extra anti-tank is absolutely no use at all. <laughs> yeah, against an AMX thirty. <laughs> it's, I mean, even then the firepower's handy, so the firepower to alone makes yeah. it worth it. But... That's, I mean, I mean, two points isn't is not cheap, cheap. 
but it's certainly not expensive. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you have like three platoons, that's a, that adds up quickly. But yeah. um, but in the Soviet army, it's fairly easy to find a unit to get. You know, you could sacrifice or shuffle around, or I'll you know instead of running a full size Soviet company, I'll run a mid sized Soviet company and use the points to buy RPGs yeah. and a support weapon. It's like instead of running two Giskas, you just run Gophers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah, that I think that's. Mm, that's quite a lot of. I don't think it's got quite the breakpoint. You know, I think twenty one's the breakpoint for AT. But that's at the front. So I actually eighteen was it eighteen nineteen versus side. So yeah, okay, obviously bazooka bazooka skirts is going to completely ignore. Oh, you boosted your arm to ten. <laughs> um, but then normal RPGs do that. Um, copper armor, it obviously boosts your side armor to sixteen. At that point, oh, 17, I'm fishing for ones. 19, oh, I'm fishing for one, twos, or threes. It's yeah. only, only a bail and defensive fire to drive you off. So, it, so, that, so whereas previously you got like um, the likes of the um, challengers and M1A1s laughing as they charge into the enemy, yep. um, this, this will actually make them think twice, which is, I think has got to be a good thing for the Soviet player. Well, especially if you've got, you know, three, four of them potentially firing, that's a reasonably good chance of taking a tank stopping it getting in. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you should easily have at least, if you're, if you're doing a mid-sized company that has six of them, mm. having three of them in the right place to fire at the enemy is probably going to be so it comes up more often than not. I think. Um, yeah, the so, last thing you want to do is, is start the enemy's turn four inches away, bailed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I think stuff like the Afghansty, which previously tanks oh, yeah. were the worst enemy, this is a big boon. And even for BMP mounted infantry or BTR mounted infantry, it's still a pretty handy. Uh, we can still move and fire it, can't you? As well. Yeah, it's, it's slow firing, but yes, you can move and fire. There's nothing preventing mm. you. Just get, just get an extra penalty. The amount of times I had Simon moves RPGs to get a shot in my Magak 6s, it, it does work. So. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, it's just the threat of it as well. It's it's something that you have to anything you have to think about and bear in mind. You've got to weigh up those odds, and it's going to discourage people. Like yeah. you said, it's not going to be a, a no brainer of I'm just going to throw these in. Off we go. Yeah, hmm. I think you got you got to be a little ponder, but it's not. It's it's a it's, decision, but it's not a hard decision. I think it's a lot of time you'll go. Actually, yes, this is worth it. Occasionally, you'll say, actually, now I can get away with it. Um. And the other big change, the other big surprise, was the introduction of the Spiral 2, which is on the Storm and Hind. Um, this isn't a mandatory thing. So if you upgrade one unit, the other units don't need to have it, which is good, because it's probably better on the Storm than it is on the Hind. Yep. It boosts the anti-tank of the missile from 23 to 24. It gives it a time warhead rule, which again... At the moment, it doesn't really do much, but I'm, the way it keeps appearing makes me think we're going to see a lot more era stuff down the road from NATO. Uh, I think we might see like um, the upgrade MX-30s with reactive armor, maybe that'd be my my guess as if that's what we might see. Um, it's not a big upgrade cost. I think it basically works at an extra point per unit. Um, it boosts the range. Um, so on the, on the Storm, it goes from range... I just scroll which is good um 56 to 64 so it buys you an extra eight inches and on the yeah. hind it buys you an extra four inches yeah, 20 to 24 
and arguably on a hind, the only benefit is the extra range because I very rarely, you know, if you're, you're very rarely taking shots to the front, you're flanking because you can move and fire behind. Yeah. So the so the tan, so the extra anti tank is negligible against mo, most things. Tandem warhead is completely redundant because hey, I'm ignoring anti tank sixteen with anti tank twenty four system. So you were fishing for sixes to save anyway. Um, but being able to stay outside the range of defensive fifty cows, which have a twenty inch range, because now you've got twenty four. That's yeah. kind of handy, but maybe not the two points per unit handy. So if you use the storms a lot, I think you'll get you'll go. Yeah, I'm going to take this as a one point upgrade. If you're using the hinds a lot, I think you'll go. Actually, the AT6 is fine. I'll stick with that. Thanks. Only a half point up. Right. I, is it one point for the storms? Is it one point for the unit? Or is it's it one point for the, basically one point for the unit? It goes from three points to four points. Yeah, I think the storms yeah. are almost taking them because they're so cheap anyway. Yeah, it's such a powerful missile attack. Yeah, but on the hinds, you go from twelve points to fourteen points. So it's like a, like say a half a half point per helicopter. But it's, um, I, it's I, I think yeah, I, I I just struggle to think of why I want it on my hind. I think with the eighty tank twenty three, it's, it's only the range that really makes me ponder about it for a hind. Yeah, the, the extra eighty tanks and it doesn't really do much on the side. It's just nice that they're going back and actually adding extra options into existing. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, as, certain, that as a precedent is um, it's good to see. Definitely, yeah. And it's the same as we saw with tow missile on on yeah. on, on, on the other um, other systems. Unfortunately, we didn't see it as Milan two on the British, which is a bit of a. But hey, the Brits got enough going for them, so. <laughs> yeah, what the Brits needed was a better Milan. Yeah, well, thermal thermal would have been quite nice because we had it by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Right, so that's all the sort of extra bits we suddenly see. I mean, T80s we talked about previously with the yeah. starter sets. I think the only thing that's really worked about with T80s is new company, the T8, emphasis on the word the company, shocker. the T80 shock company, yeah. Yeah, the shock masters. Yeah, they go they go full NATO <laughs> by having, they go full NATO, yeah. So we go to being hit three to hit four. We go from skill five to skill four, um, and we go hideously expensive as well uh, to to pay for all that. But I mean, obviously, the leap for leap to hit four is big. There's skill three. Yep. There's skill four and assault and counter attack. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um. About how many points is that? It's. It's basic. So you can only buy tanks in twos or threes. Um, yep. And I believe a non a, no, a normal T three normal T eighties is twenty two points. You're paying yep. seven points to get, to get that upgrade. <laughs> that's like you no, know, that's like a whole platoon. So if you, um, you could buy you could buy a lot of stuff with seven points. So yeah, I mean, you got to do that. Yeah. But, the thing is, people have been asking for us. People keep saying, yeah. "Why we can't we? Why can't we have?" High school Soviets, ignoring the fact it's a conscript system. That hey, that's what the output there is. Um, <laughs> and the other thing, and I, I, I look at it and go, great is here. I'm glad it's an option. Mm-hmm. It's a shame the infantry is a full thing because the infantry is probably more useful than the T80 because the T80 goes, I got better skill. Great, I got movement 14 because I got flat stabilizers. Half of my blitzing anyway. Yeah. Um, 
the extra assault. Okay, I'll go with that because I remember that time I assaulted you with the Dutch and sort of got through your fire. Goes well, no, I'm not doing much now. I'm here. It's just like <laughs> see which one of this breaks off first. <laughs> it was pretty much that, yeah. At least on a four plus to hit, that makes it a bit more useful when it gets in like that. Um, hit four is handy, but you know what? For armor twenty, there wasn't much I was worried about being hit by. So. I, it just didn't feel like it's worth the seven points to me. And other people disagree with me already. I mean, we, I put the article up and people are saying, oh, no, I disagree. This is the best thing since sliced bread. And that's fine. It's, I'm, I'm glad we're seeing that you know, sort of discourse there. Um, but for me personally, I goes, actually, I'll just stick with normal Soviets. A, because it's doctrine correct, and B, because it's like um, just more points effective. It, mm. it, there is a good thing about it, though, is it, and I know this is <laughs> may not be the most effective, amazing, whatever, but it does allow a Soviet player to get involved in playing game with less models. Definitely, yeah, that's 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 so. a definite upside. I mean, even if just uses a stepping stone to go into a proper shock, um, a proper yeah T8 battalion. This means you get the starter set, and like we w- we're wondering how you could do a start an army with five tanks. This is why, because you can field units of two in the HQ. So it makes that 70 quid starter set a nice self-contained 100-point force. So, and then you can later buy another box of T-80s or, or the starter set, add them in and go to a, a battalion, as it were, and have a more effective army for it. Yeah. So it is right. it's good. Mm. Yeah, sorry, Don. No, I was going to say, I think I'm with you, though, on the um, the skill versus, or, you know, the cost versus what you get, because the, the fact that your armour is so high and that you're ignoring the vast majority of stuff that hits you, that four plus to hit almost is irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, but I, 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 yeah, I'm with you that it's it's nice to have it in as an option, and actually having it in as a full company with the support, so you can have your your elite. Um, I think it's just one platoon, isn't it? The BMP threes. Uh, yeah, so you got to, you can have a yeah, so you can have three tank tank platoons. You have to have two. Yeah. You can have a recce platoon with, and the recce and the recce element are in BMP threes and they have the extra skill and hit plus. You can have a BMP shock motor rifle company and they're in BMP threes and can be downgraded BMP twos, and they also have their um, hit on four, hit on fours and the best yep. skill. But then your AA your AA um, Sams and artillery are all standard. And I think that's that's the bit really hits me in the, in the crack is the, is the fact that the carnations aren't skillful because that make actual effective Soviet artillery is like nope you can't have those oh. no matter what, what <laughs> yeah but then you're also not paying the tax I guess for all the support units to be slightly yeah. better when they don't always necessarily yeah I, I mean, appreciate the uh, artillery is an exception to that but you're right you the, shulk- the shulkers and the gaskers don't really gain anything from no. that um, they're usually out of sight and you, or um, you know staying away from being shot at the best times anyway I'm. I think I'm with you. I think it doesn't hurt anyone the fact that they're in there, and it's just uh, nice as an option. I, I think it's a really good inclusion. It's a shame the infantry is not a black box option because I could see it being yeah. a very, very nice little support unit for any formation. That's probably why it isn't because it's. I was going to say I could see that being very popular as a single unit. If you're going to take one unit of infantry, suddenly everyone's. Yeah. Ha- I mean. Rambo. It's basically they're like super Afghansty because I mean, Afghansty yeah. hit on fours, but didn't have the didn't have the the hit. No, sorry, Afghansty hit on fours and assault, but don't have the hit on four on their own their defense. Mm. So they're better than Afghansty. Which we don't go to. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's probably why it's not a black box. Because again, when we're talking about stuff before, it, you don't want anything uh, included that invalidates all other options potentially. No. You know, it becomes the kind of default. Oh, every time I see this, I see a single unit of BMP3s with, you know, an entire unit of Putins. Um, yeah. And talk about BMPs, go to the BMP formation. Mm-hmm. So this is obviously a standard formation. It's hit on freeze, skill five. But we now have all three BMP models in one formation. So you can sort of pick and choose your army, which is good because the BMP three was, I don't think they ever had whole units of it. I think it was a support unit, basically. Okay. So you could have like one could be a BMP twos and a company of BMP threes here or in one. So that's fairly non-standard. Um, yeah, we talked BMP3 previously, so it is a great little support tank, right? with, the, with the brutal 100 meter rockets. Yeah. And you don't pay a big burden on the infantry. I was expecting the infantry to be a lot more expensive based on the recce, but I think it's like a four-point difference between a mid-sized BMP2 and a mid-sized BMP3 unit. Really? Is that it? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so a mid-sized BMP2 is 18 points, a mid-sized BMP3 is 22 points. You get quite a lot for those four points. I know you're not, you know, any better at surviving potentially. I know it's armor five rather than two, but yeah, in the world world of anti tank, you know, twenty two main guns and that. Yeah, so exactly. obviously it makes as we found out, it does give you a save versus Gepards, which was which was quite nice. Again, well, it gives you a save against the stuff that hunts um, light armored vehicles and support units. Yeah, which is you know anything that's sort of AT eight ish. Used to have a field day with um, with BMP twos, yeah. um, not so much with BMP threes, but I still think they they're a great, fantastic um, scout unit. Oh so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they work brilliant as a little scout like support unit. And yeah. even if you stuck with BMP twos for infantry, having a BMP three recce unit supporting them is not. I think it's a very would be a very neat choice there. You might see some interesting things as well, like you know, like you said, a mid-sized BMP two company and then a small BMP three company type thing. And it's nice. I think it's a wonderful addition, actually, having the ability to take a mix and match, if you like. Yeah, I I, I agree. Because that also means you can tailor your your army to, you know, if you want to take third tier kit, you can take all BMP ones and not be affected. And I don't know what the Soviet doctrine was in terms of actually, you know, once that the rubber hit the road, but um, so you see them sort of flowing stuff into each other. Yeah, and it's interesting you mention that because we do see the second tier units in this book. We now have the T-62M tank battalion, which we've previously seen in all wars. It's not entirely new. And the T-55AM battalion, which I wasn't expecting until it came up in the starter set. Because you know, this is really you know, third line stuff. Now, these units are limited in what they can have in their formation. So where's the T-80, T-72, T-64 can all have the latest and greatest in their formations. Yeah. The T-55 and T-62 basically um, have, for the infantry, for example, BTRs, BMP-2s, and BMP-1s. There's no BMP-3. Yeah. Similarly, on the recce, there's no BMP-3 option. And on the, shul- on the AA box, there's only shulkers, no chunguskas. So it's, it, it, it's very much, here is your, you know, your tier two unit. It's got, it's got good kit, but not the greatest kit. That's good that you can't also add those bits in. 
you know there's no mm. no way to fudge that that's quite a, a, a well thought out um, yeah i like i say so the t55 is basically follows the same model as the t62 we've seen previously in oil wars in that mm-hmm. it's not slow firing because it's got a decent stabilizer but i mean it's still rare fire one but it doesn't have a penalty for moving um it now has access to the AT-10 missile like the T-62 does, which makes these a lot better rather than, say, even the, even the sort of East German versions because that missile attack gives it a big boost. It's um, minimum range of 16, but hey, maximum range of 48, and it's anti-tank 21, firepower 3. So it's basically the same as like you know, the BMP-2s firing at um, that sort of capacity. Yeah. But it's a big, you know, for a unit which is like, Five tanks for seven points. Two, add two points in the missiles. Now you're firing out five eight tank twenty one shots at range. Yeah, so, that's quite handy, dandy, isn't it? I mean, that's it. I probably still go for the T sixty two just because it's got a better direct fire. It's got a brute. It's got a brutal shot on its main gun. Its main gun's eight tank twenty one, which is quite nice. Um, again, it's not slow firing because it's got the update stabilizers and it's got the missile option. But it's nice the T-55 is in there, so you can do these kind of things. If you want to do, like, say, Afghanistan, that kind of thing, where the T-55 is more prevalent and C-62 more prevalent. Well, you could, I mean, even in the Western Europe stuff, at some point those those units are going to get committed, aren't they? Oh, yeah, by, like, yeah. day five, and you know, all, all the sort of lead units are now massively depleted. Um, have done their job depleting the stockpiles of Milan missiles and tone missiles. These, <laughs> like, these bad boys trundle through. Yes, that's it. I, the thing is, I'd like the T62 as a support unit, especially for Afghanistan. Because mm-hmm. one of the problems Afghanistan had was, um, yes, he had all these helicopters. You take out all the enemy's air system in the first turn. You take out all the heavy armor in the second turn. But you then lose the game because you've got nothing to shift their infantry or some of the objectives. Because yeah. Afghanistan, yes, they hit on fours, but you never <clears> get past. You've got nothing to dig out the infantry to get past what defensive fire. I know um, Rich Hardy ran Afghanistan. His problem was British infantry because he just couldn't shift them to get onto them and sort them off the objective. So, you know, the enemy's winning. They win by a very small points margin because most of the rest of their army is on flame <laughs> helicopters. But they still win. And I think having a small unit T-62s come on and just say, well, you've taken out all the enemy tanks and that kind of thing. I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit here now and pound, and pound you from distance. Um, with brutal shots to, and just pick off all your systems. I hope yeah. you kill your Milans quickly, otherwise your Milans will eat me. But once I do that, I can kill enough of you with brutal shots, but then my Afghanistan can assault and take the objective. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that brutal is going with, to... Um, yeah, you're probably hitting on, what, fives, sixes? Yeah. So let's but... say sixes, but I've got five tanks there putting out shots at least, if not ten. Yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take its toll. Mm-hmm. And I got ten. I got ten tanks for the same points I could have for have three T eighties. It's like, and as soon as I don't need to worry about killing tanks because that's what my helicopters and and frogfoots are for. I just need something that puts out a brutal shot to kill infantry. Mm. And that's either going to be BMP threes or it's going to be a six T sixty two M. So yeah, I I think that could be the the sleeper hit of this book is actually the low end stuff. Well, the low end stuff's always useful because it's. It's still it's still an armored target. It's still got a gun. Like you said, victimizing infantry is kind of what it's going to do. Yeah. Um, but even even if it's not doing that, it's still mo- mobile and you know, flank shots flank shots are a thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, 
they they'll they'll do some work. Yeah. I think that's gonna yeah, definitely that's gonna be a consideration. In fact, I'm I'm considering it now in my head. Just a single <laughs> unit of well, because the checks could have the fifty fives before, so I thought they were always quite handy because they were just you know they were so cheap. You, I think you got I think they were a point a tank at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it's always worth considering taking a unit of them because it's just you know you need to just use them for essentially recon by fire. You recon know. by well, they illuminate the enemy from their own flaming corpses. Absolutely, <laughs> it's what it's what my um, SU one hundreds were for in my Egyptians. <laughs> Just trundle over there and see where the Magak sixes are. Oh, there they are. <laughs> so what you do is you, you hope that when they explode, you hope they're at least pointing at the enemy tank. So you go, oh, they're over there. Well, that's why I had a, yeah, exactly. I had to take the tank destroyer version. So they just point with a turret, uh, point with a gun, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like a pointed dog, I'll be on fire. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah we just were using T-34s, but the turrets came off those. And we couldn't tell yeah. which way they were pointing. It's like a it's scatter called... dice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grim. Um, Acacias. Acadias. Acacia? Acacias. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the artillery. Sorry. Yeah. Monopole projectile. Yeah. So that that came with Red Thunder. This is. Um, yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I just totally missed. Yes, because it's it, it's not as good as Copperhead. So I think everyone largely ignored it. That's why. Well, uh, I think they largely it. ignored the Acacias as well, didn't they? Yeah. It's, it's, the Carnation is cheaper. It does mostly the same job. It's. Yeah, it's unfortunate because it's a cool looking. It's a one five two, isn't it? One five two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 152, yeah. So it's, it's got a fairly decent, you know, it's, it's got a fairly anti-tank for firepower 2, but when you look at Carnation, that's, what, fire, anti-tank for firepower 3, I think? Well, the other thing is the, the um, Carnation tends to be in formation. Yeah, so exactly. The, yeah, tank units and armoured units, it, you get a battery in, in your formation, so it counts towards your break. That said, we do have two new artillery systems. All rocket based. Apparently, what the what the Red Army likes is rockets. Now you've got three rocket arms. Yes. yes. So during the hail, we have the hurricane. No, is, no one's. <laughs> no one's that See, No. I, I, I don't dismiss it because I actually do like it. It's, it's, um, really? Yeah, it's got decent firepower. Free, it's eight tank four firepower three plus. So it's like a carnation hitting power. It's got a decent range of one hundred and twenty inches, which will mount the big games. Mm. And it's got cooked in to its price minelets. Oh uh, yeah. I think that's what everyone keeps missing because everyone looks. Oh, there's no minelet option, so I won't, must not have minelets. I noticed the other day minelets it's is the keyword there. It's it's built in, so you can just drop a minefield. And guess what? Their tanks don't. Yeah. Guess what? Their tanks don't have mine plows. They should do, mm. but they don't have them in the rule set. So. All of a sudden, well, sudden yeah. M1s charging across the table have some joining them. Well, you can tell they're better as well than the um, the hails because they've got eight wheels rather than six. Yeah, more wheels. It's more wheels. It yeah. does look like something out of a Jerry Anderson, you know, Thunderbirds production. So yeah. uh, is that launcher bigger, do you think, as well? Like, yeah, so it's a bigger rocket. Okay. I mean, it's, like a, it's a 220mm rocket versus a 122mm on the hail. Um, also... Ooh. Yeah, it's pricey. It's not quite twice the points of a hail, but I think well, it's, it's worth a look at. It's only two more points than a hail. It's for three of them, hails are five, I think, and these are yeah. seven. Yeah, you see it more when you go for double size units, but how often do you go yeah. for double size units? 
Uh, Eddie, how often do you go for a double size unit? <laughs> yeah, sorry, 50% of the time, it works all the time. All right, there we go. Okay, yeah, I think most people are just taking um, the three when you go to hails and things like that because they're yeah. just as good. But so, it, it, yeah, it's, it's still unarmored and all that kind of malarkey, isn't it? It's, it's so, not... so far, the hurricane hasn't quite got to my shopping list. What I'm hoping is it makes it onto the shopping list for appearing in the Warsaw Pact forces. But we'll oh, okay. We'll see if they retrofit it for the East Germans, for example. Yeah, wow. I'm pretty sure it's one of those, it's one of those units that appears everywhere, um, like, you know, Carnations and Hells do. Oh, really? So, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm just, try, just trying to find it again. I was looking at it the other day. I'm I forgot. not going to lie. Know. I'm a little bit... It is interesting. Well, yeah, because obviously at the moment, I don't think any of this stuff applies to my Polish, does it? No. Yeah, so the, po- the Poles and the Czechs don't use this because they, they had the RM70s. Um, uh-huh. Oh, okay. No, right, I take it back. It appears it appears everywhere in the Soviet Union's list, but not in the Warsaw Pact. So it, is, it probably won't appear in the other books. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah, sorry. I got you excited then, but it's not yeah. actually what I was thinking it was. Um, I mean, it's still cool looking. It is still cool looking. It's. And if you. I think there's a case for it. I'm just not quite. I think I've got already spent quite a lot of money on everything else in the book. It's just not quite winning out for it yet. Uh, that my attack. That my dropping some mines on NATO tanks could just be so funny just to watch it go. Oh, I need clear mines. How do I clear mines? How do I clear mines with? <laughs> Bang. Oh, God. So it's, a, it's a skill check, isn't it? To cross. So if you drop it on them, they've got to take a skill check to move. Yeah. Yep. So. M1A, so M1A1s, no, always armour on them, but only a four-plus skill check. Would be like wah, a... wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, so if, if your meta is heavier than American armour, then I can see Hurricanes being on top of your shopping list. <laughs> and then you can just do it every turn as they move can, forward. They can fire mines once, unfortunately. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one, oh, really? one, yeah, one turn away. But at one glorious turn, would just be... <laughs> If you get it right, I mean... And if I smoke you... two, see, if I mine one turn and smoke them next turn, I mean, hit HE. Because eight tank four, firepower three. So. It's got a decent chance of doing something versus top armour. Well, yeah, top armour's two, right? So... Hmm. Then we get to the other option. The other yeah, option. Yeah. It's basically... The Soviets obviously got a copy of Battletech and thought, you know, it looks good. Yeah. These LRM carriers, they look brilliant. Let's do those. Yeah, the other half of the Jerry Anderson production. Yes. Oh, these are so, so cool. Take a T-72 and whack a massive missile structure on top of it, like some sort of... That is um, massive. It is a big bo- armoured box of rockets. And those rockets are firing thermobaric and incendiary warheads. So what we've got here is our first brutal... Yeah, first war cry. First brutal, <laughs> our, our first brutal artillery. So infantry are re-rolling saves right from the first shot, not just in the range in. And it's firepower auto as well on a bombardment. Yep. Now the upside of that is the range is only forty-eight inches because in real life it only has like a six-kilometer range on the no, four, I think a four-kilometer range on the Tosfum. So you have to um, on a six-by-four bore. That's not exactly a hardship. But um, you are you might have to expose yourself to fire, and you know you got front arm five, so it's. Mm. But you have got top of one. You you are protected versus artillery, and small arms fire. Um, but I think the big thing against this is is the skill. Um, they are still skill five, but 
as a fear factor alone, I think this is what you were discussing, Duncan, the fear factor alone of these things makes them worth, yeah. their, worth their points. You, you can't, just can't, if you see them opposite, you just can't afford to cluster anything. Because mm. someone's got, you know, even if it's just the one in six chance of landing it, it's just going to make an absolute mess of stuff and you're going to have to redeploy and all of this kind of malarkey. It's not going to be and being, sal being salvo, it's really hard to deploy out of that because it's, it's still yeah. putting out bits clipped by it kind of thing. Well, the other thing, in Team Yankees, isn't the Observer better skill? Where have I missed that? Um, yes, yeah, so if, you, so if yeah. you have an Observer, then they will be, you'll be ranging on fours rather than fives or fives yeah. rather than sixes from terrain. The only problem is that um, the toss does not trigger the conditions to have an Observer. So you need to have either Carnation, Arcacia, or one, of the, or one of the hail or hurricane systems really? that have no P. Yeah. The, the, Why does that trigger it? I don't know. I, I thought they missed it off, but the hurricane's listed there. So obviously it's not a, a uh, non okay. I think it's because in reality, you fire these things over open sites. Right. I'm with you. Okay. So that, yeah, you, you, they're a short range fire support option. Not. You've generally yeah. got you generally got the range to be back from most missile systems, apart from the really Gucci ones at range 48. I mean, Milan's you outranging, um, Dragons you outranging. You're not outranging tow systems, but you have to really have something else. Take out the heavy anti-tank, and then the infantry anti-tank are then sort of going, uh-oh. I still think it's really tempting to have these incarnations and an observer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just it's just incarnations are cheap and information. It's just like... Well, yeah, and that, that's a total investment. I think I, think I worked out as 16 points. Yes, that's about right. Cause five points for um, yeah, five points for carnate, three carnations, like OP. Yeah, and so six then, points. And you don't have to worry about infantry anymore, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not uh, six are probably not, but a box of three is uh, is on my pre-order list. What, what does six get you? Just re-rolling. Re-rolling misses. Re misses. <laughs> <laughs> so re-rolling misses. Then you have to reroll your save, and then you take your toys off. <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's a lot of points you sink in at that point. Mm -hmm. that, the the the, the full massage company part of my brain is going, well, yeah, but that'd be really cool, wouldn't it? Just to do it once. So what you want is a Soviet force with a supporting passage formation. <laughs> oh my so, god. A minute, you go for a minimum-sized T-62 formation, back up with some TOS-1s, and then add a, an allied besage force. This, yeah. is, this is where you're going, isn't it? I can already hear the cogs whirring. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but you never, you wouldn't be able to infiltrate because you'd never be able to fire the salvo off. I didn't quite. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't say made, I didn't say it made any sense. <laughs> Dear Balfour, do allied troops count for friendly fire zones? Yeah, danger close to fire. Yeah. Daily case applied to martyrs. Yes. Uh, oh, man, it really shouldn't, should it? You should actually definitely have been one of the rules, just for more of a danger close. Oh. Yeah. Missed oh, opportunity oh, oh. there. All right. Um, and finally, for the Soviet book, um, I've been I've been sort of skirting around it to Tunguska's. Tunguska. Where he looks so awesome. I mean, it's basically a shulker on steroids. It's, yeah. a shul it's take a shulker, strap two BMPs oh, to side it. And then put, take the missiles from the gecko and shove them on too. Is it, was this actually a real thing? Was this something they were developing? Yeah, so in the Cold War, it appears, I think they first start appearing in the sort of mid to late 80s. They have, a bit like Sergeant York, they have some problems with it. And it doesn't really enter service until post-Cold War on a full-scale level. Mm -hmm. 
So again, like the BMP3, it's appearing you know, out of time effectively. But at this point, the, the timeline Team Yankee is so fractured. We'll just ignore that because it's... It's, 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 it's late fake war period. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So I mean, so rather than, rather than getting hung up on this, just embrace the coolness of it because it is cool. I mean, it yeah, cool. it's got a better gun attack than a shulker. It fires more shots with a higher anti-tank, the same firepower, which as an anti-aircraft system is a bit of counts really, but at a better range. You know, it's got a range twenty-four against ground. I think thirty-six or thirty-eight versus air targets. I was like thirty-nine. It's not number 39, really. So Tunguska's got 20, it says 24 range with the twin yeah. 30 mils. But it has radar, yeah. so it upgrades to 36 inches. Yeah. Which is a hell of an anti aircraft bubble. Um, and then it's on a separate line, it's got the SA 19, yep. which is basically like a mini Gopher. It's got a shorter range than a Gopher. Uh, sorry, not Gopher, um, Gecko. Oh, Gecko, sorry. So it's got firepower free missile attack, same as a Gecko. And a slightly shorter range at 64 rather than 60, 72 inches. And again, that's closing down a fair amount of airspace, especially on a 6x4 table. But I mean, that's. I think for that many points. It, it's yeah, eight, eight points for four, isn't it? That's yeah, so basically. Pricing. We can say Shulkers are four points for four, and Gophers are four points for four, and Geckos are eight points for four. It's about where it should be because it's basically mm-hmm. got the missile attack of a gecko, albeit with slightly shorter range, and the firepower plus interest of a shulker. So, yeah, it kind of had to be seven or eight points, really. How does a gopher compare to it? 56 inches. And firepower four, which is a big one against aircraft. I did, whereas that is 64. Five out of three, guy. Okay. Yeah, the same rate of fire too. Yeah. So you're getting a little bit more. You're getting more than a, mm-hmm. more than a shilker, more than a gopher, but you can't. You know, you can't do both at once. I yeah. think. I think if you look at this way as being a super gopher with it, which has an extra go attack as a backup, that's the way I look at it now, especially with the FAQ change. Yeah. I think we, we look at it that way. It's probably still worth eight points. Because what you're going to do is you get to pair that up. What I'm doing is pair that up with a Gaskin. Um, so super cheap. Um, they're two points spicy, four of them. It's got a range 48, firepower five. But that means if for some reason I ever need to shoot my guns at something with the Tunguska, I've got the Gaskins backing me up with you know, eight shots of these relatively low-power low missiles. Do you know, but the Gaskin is better, though. Because it's, it's amphibious. It's amphibious, yep. So we can do this on our naval battle, yes. <laughs> I, I'm really not convinced by these. The Tunguska, really? Okay. Mm, it's not doing anything for me. Is it because of the change of the FAQ? If it, if it had been, no. you could fire, do, do a double tap. It... No, because it's all eggs in one basket. Oh, what it, a basket? Yeah, but I know. But as a, <laughs> a, if I'm playing that with my NATO stuff, that's that's priority right. target number one. Yeah, that's true. But if you're just starting off and you don't want to buy a box, you know, two boxes of models, when you can buy a box of two models and get the same battlefield stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you, uh, so part of the problem of the game is that so far all the Soviet stuff just literally costs you an extra what two thirds over what the a NATO force cost to collect. Mm, at least, yeah. 
and and so yeah you look at it and go oh god so i've got to build and paint all this stuff whereas now you can go actually i'll buy the tunguskas i'll buy t80s and i've got a reasonable force what you do is you buy you buy the world war three complete starter sets and then flog the americans you buy the new soviet starter set which has more t80s more bmp3s plus the air element and you buy a bike a box of tunguskas and a box of tours and bang, you've got an army that NATO players are going to be respecting, and you haven't blown the budget doing it. I, yeah, okay. That's, 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 that's 130 quid I just spent in my head, I think. I, I just think that, well, yeah, okay. But in the first game you play, it's, it's going to be a bit dissatis- you know, unsatisfying if the first thing that happens is someone opens up, kills your new shiny, all single dancing air, and then proceeds to just pwn your T80s, right? So what I think is is expectation control here. These guys are not going to be going to the front line. And with the range they've got, they don't need to. These guys are on your back line, holding the objective, out of sight. And they're firing off missiles generally. But if someone starts strolling up some recce units or something like that, they're going to pop out and and show them with the cannons. And then eat them in their face because they've got a halting rate of fire of seven. Mm. Even a mutant rate rate of fire is five. It's like... I, I, I see, even with the change in the FAQ, and even with the cost, I'm still buying four of these bikes. I mean, I just kind of loved, I've always loved the Guskas anyway in real life. They just look like oh, super gepards. They, they do look, what's the, what's the chassis that's built on? Because the chassis looks really cool. It's a shulker, it's basically the same chassis as the shulker. Because it? it doesn't yeah. look like it at all. It looks, it looks completely, not completely it's, different. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's different. It's a lot it's, higher. The actual running gear in that, I still believe, is mostly based on the shulker okay. one. Oh, it's got yeah. return rollers on it, looking at the. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, it just looks a lot oh, chunkier. Lee. I think we've got Lee wrong on that. I'm going to Google. I'll go capitalise on this. It just looks, yeah, it looks like they've built it up, and it's a bit, a bit taller as well. But it's, it's a really cool looking piece of it's kit. Wh- yeah, it's wider too now. I'm looking at it from the shortcut. Um, but either way, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really nice thing. I mean, they, they, they took that and sort of turned it into their um, Pantera system, which then is getting its butt kicked everywhere it appears. But but I, 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 say, I, I, I do, I do like it. Um, even with the change, I still think it's what I'd take. I get the sensible choice is probably a, a short combination of shulkers and gophers. But how often do, do I do sensible? I always do the cool things. <laughs> well, that's it. I, I'm, I'm not dismiss, not poo-pooing it from that standpoint at all. Um, it's not for me. Yeah. I'm going to have Gaskins, gophers, and shulkers. I think that's that's the way I'm going to go. That's fine. Uh, so we'll see. We'll be, yeah. a, we'll be a field test. Of what what is yeah. better? Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That is new Soviet book. Um, That's well, new bit to the new Soviet book. Yeah, because as with the, um, the American British books, the actual scenarios and paint guides of the change of the layout are the same as the previous books. So, guys, if you've already got the book, you might just want to buy unit cards. I think that's what I'm going to do. Mm. But buy them early because apparently unit cards go really quickly, as we're finding out. The um. The other thing worth mentioning is the new plastic kits, I guess. Yep. So, yeah. The actual models themselves. Yeah. So obviously, um, we knew about TAT and the um, BMP3. Yep. We now got the plastic BRDM, which is a kit they should have done years ago, but thankfully have now finally got it doing. And that kit does the BRDM, the their um, Gaskin, and the Spandrel and tank system. That's a really cool little box. Sadly, the Carnation is not plastic, even though it appears in just about as many lists. And you kind of go, why not? But um, uh, well, the M109 is now 
Yes, yes, that's the thing. The other of being a plastic kit is their um, MTLB chassis, which used for the Gopher and the Storm. Yeah. Because there's there other things you could do with that, like the APC for doing Northern Front and stuff like that. But hey. Um, we also get plastic, um, a plastic resin hybrid. Hybrid? Hybrid. 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 <laughs> in the form of the TOS 1, which is um, the plastic T72 hole with a resin um, upper turret and sub box. Ooh, is it? Yeah, it's same, same as Ooh. Marksman. Ooh, okay. Mike, Mike Grimes and Ballasting, we'll have to see how it goes. But Mark... <laughs> so that's really top-heavy. Really top <laughs> that's super top-heavy, seeing as it's actually on a pole that's above the... Uh... Yeah. But it should be kind of balanced, though, right? I mean... So it's on the centre of gravity of the model. Put a ma- magnet in. Yeah. I have to experiment. I might not do the whole top onto the t- hole straight away, just so I can put some ballasting later. <laughs> Fill it with lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unsurprisingly, the Hurricane is a resin model. Resin kit, yeah. It's obviously not got that many of them. And yeah. And obviously, you've got the plastic infantry you already have. So, lots of stuff. Mm. Oh, those Hurricanes are so cool, man. <laughs> you're, you're definitely sold on those, aren't you? They just look awesome. They are, they are pretty, pretty nifty little things. I mean, they're basically the Soviet equivalent of the um, German Lars. To a yeah, sense. I know, but they just look so much more, you know. Well, the Lars, you have cool. to pay for the miners, don't you? FAB, Ivan. <laughs> but not quite as cool as the RM-70. I think the RM-70 still be, is still the best looking of the rocket launchers. The, the Czech one. With the armored. I think the Poles can have it as well. I think the, yeah, the Poles can have it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Should it's we do a good, um, book. good book. Yeah. It's a very good book. I say, if you haven't done Russians, get it. If you have got <laughs> Russians, get the unit cards, because the unit cards are so fantastic. Um, I think it's going to be a big game changer for Soviet players, especially new Soviet players. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's no longer the daunting, cost-heavy option it used to be. You can now do basically an almost NATO-like force to start off with and then go to other options later. Yeah. Buy the toss. Buy the toss. Give Buy a toss. And offers our answers then. Yep. So questions from our uh, lovely social media pages. Um, the first one's a personal attack on myself, which is great. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. Darren oh. Hart asks, playing in my first tournament tomorrow, staying up late painting the last of my army, my first, to have oh. a fully painted army on the table. My question is, how late do I need to stay up to begin to approach the vaunted distinction of as late as Fez? <laughs> well, the, the first point to make is, I guess, that staying up suggests that you're going to go to bed at some point. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Not enough commitment there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, That's what coffee's for. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh! Until you have too much, then you start getting the you know you start shaky hand syndrome. <laughs> oh, just... I thought you were going to say the squits then. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is a family family friendly podcast after all. Um, my lowest low point, as I've said before, is literally gluing the uh, gluing the basing material onto the bases as you deploy the infantry platoon. It's the yeah. first game. <laughs> yeah, gluing, gluing tufts onto the bases for the first game. That's the lowest I've got. <laughs> uh, but no, congrats. I hope, yeah, do send some pictures or something, post some stuff up, one of the, the things to say how it went. Uh, yeah, this is um, Edmonton, Canada, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, yeah. the Edmonton yeah. Technical Tabletop War Game Club. There you go. So, uh, 
So yeah, yeah. I'm interested to know what he's painting because if he's starting to do a, a, a yeah, a army from scratch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then that's some that's some commitment. Twenty four hours. Contrast paints are good, but not that good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just get, I'm getting PTSD from just the, the the thought of all the times I've had to finish things the night before a game. Yeah, your project management is a bit like Arnold Rimmers, isn't it? Where you've drawn out a nice coloured chart detailing exactly when, you know, everything needs to be completed by. That yeah. takes you six weeks to do. And then you realise that actually by the time you finish that, you've got 24 hours to actually paint everything. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's, it's hobby. So of all the things to be rubbish at getting finished on time, hobby is, you know, not a bad life one, he says. <laughs> I'll justify it. Everything else in my life is just as chaotic and hectic, so it's fine. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Um, yeah, ben Davy asks. <laughs> um, ben Davy asks, "How many T55s is too many?" Uh, I don't understand the question. I don't, I don't think there's nothing limit. <laughs> what Egyptian like, ones or? Yeah, exactly. But it's up a limit. Standby caller. There's a thirty-one. Is it thirty-one? Well, no, because then you just take multiple companies. Yeah, I didn't realise you could... I, I, Yeah, this is my, my stupidity. I didn't realise you could take multiple companies of the same thing in Team Yankee. You can, some, so, unlike in Flames War, where I believe no formation has a limit, unless it's a card one where it might have a limit, in Team Yankee, some formations do have a limit, usually a three, and some have like a limit of one. So, but T55 units are generally there are no upper limit. Wow. So, but up at how many T55 is too many? Then apparently there was 86,000 to 100,000 T55s built. So that's definitely you can't have 101,000. That's too many. Yeah. So it's like, so, it's like having 12 Danners. It's, it's it's just wrong. You've got you can have 10, 30, so 31 in information. Let me, let me do the maths here. So if we say 31 information, you have three of those, so that's 93. Uh, that's T55 AMs, and then we want the same for Fate of a Nation, so we're times up by two. Ah, but it's a trick here, because in, in, in Team Yankee, what you could do is have, like you just said, and then have an allied East German T55. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so we do the same, so we want, we, what, we need another 93? So, well, I, I think the upper limit should just be like if you're playing hundred point games, surely it's a hundred points of T fifty fives. Well, no, because how many how many can you get in? How, no, you didn't say a hundred point games. What's the upper no, limit? I'm just saying. Right. How yeah. many can you get in uh, the uh, Nam list? Uh, oh my so, god! Oh, no, no, no. oh, you shouldn't have tanks in Nam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask the question. Ben did. So another thirty, oh. reckon. I don't know. I feel like I'm suddenly giving too much okay. credit to this. So on favour on nation, it works like flames worn. There's no upper, upper limit on how many formations you could have. So you could have an infinite number of T-54s in Foan. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to go. Don't don't be silly. Can't give an infinite answer. So if we say, <laughs> if we're assuming that you can have 31. In each game system. <laughs> and then three companies. Yeah. For each game system. Yeah, call it 100. Means, call it around 100 for each game system. Really, it's easy. Yeah, I mean, that, well, that's 310. So I would so say. Three, batal three battalions. So we're, we're, yeah. actually, we're now turning this to division, to a divisional level game. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say uh, 311 T55s is too many. Okay. 
That's very precise. I approve. I I deal with I deal with, you know data is my game, right? I mean, you know. So uh, are, what we're saying in twelve months' time, there'll be three hundred and twelve T fifty fives on eBay. What on eBay and three hundred eleven <laughs> in, in my carriage. <laughs> Um, okay, but also, ask, who's better, the French or the French Canadians? And I, <laughs> oh my god, I think he's just trying to get our podcast shut down. Is 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 that not just a question of who's who's hated more? I think you find French Canada is best Canada, so it's French Canadians. So, oh, what is it? Poutine. Poutine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Poutine for the win. There you are. So I think I answered that question. Yeah. And uh, why does Lee hate the Super Hornet so much? I don't. It's like vanilla. It's like I don't hate vanilla milkshakes. I just have a different flavour of milkshake. What one with flavour in it? Some, some days, if, if all you can have is vanilla milkshake, you can have vanilla milkshake. The Super, <laughs> Horn, the Super Hornet is a perfectly serviceable aircraft. It's, 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 it's fine. It's the exactly. It's fine. It's the vanilla. It's the oh, vanilla no. of the US Air Fleet. That is the worst TripAdvisor review ever. Satisfactory. satisfactory. <laughs> Everything was satisfactory to oh. expectations. Oh yeah. Met, yeah. met expectations. There you go. Three, is it three stars? Three stars. Three stars. <laughs> met expectations. Here the night after, it was satisfactory. Yes. <laughs> or, or, yeah. How would you describe it? Uh, Three uh, satisfactory yeah. I've, ever, I've ever got. So that's a. <laughs> <laughs> Three out of ten needs improvement. <laughs> <laughs> William White asks, are migration Soviets really that awesome since everything is hit on threes? Everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Yeah, you are. Especially when that team's packing IS-2s and IS-152s. Oh, yeah. and... oh, so everything isn't hit on four, threes. There's some bits in the Soviet forces hit on fours. Yeah, like the I'd like uh, Team Yankee. <laughs> SU-100 hit on fours? Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so some like the, the yeah SU eighty fives and the SU one hundreds, I believe, are both cautious effectively. Yeah, but I think hit on threes, but you still got saves. Yeah, most of the time, you know, the the super high AP AT is you know kind of around, but it's not as bad yet. He says, veteran mm. is your best armor, but it's not your only armor. Yes, no, armor, oh, armor is also armor. armor. <laughs> yeah, the T eighty proves that armor is also armor. <laughs> that sounds like a sun headline as well. Shock, Shock revelation, is... armor is armor. Yeah. As well as line of sight, you know. Yeah, being not shot. Um so yeah, they are they are pretty good. I finally uh my bagration pre order arrived. Uh, whilst I was away, so in the day and a half I was home, I actually got a chance to open it up and have a quick flick through the book and go, ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I think they're very... It's a good book because it changes the dynamic completely for the um, the Russians versus the the uh, Germans. If you're doing blue on blue, which... <laughs> uh, sorry, not doing blue on blue, which I don't know why you would be, unless you've got nothing else to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that's why it's such a good book, is it gives the, the Russians so many more tools. Yeah, and plastic uh, little scout cars, which look awesome. I'm waiting for them to arrive. Oh, is that the 64s? Yeah, and the 50 cal half tracks, and the oh god, oh focus, focus. Um, Craig Ramsey asks, how many Bissage 
infantry is the right number for an army based around the Basage infantry for the Iranians. So I'm three kilos. Would it be an effective <laughs> force? I would, I would say, yeah, I think I worked out the first time round is four companies of uh, two blisters. So the mid, mid-sized company, because that takes you, I think, to just over 50 points. So it gives you plenty of room then to put other stuff in your list. Oh my god, 50 points and how many stands of infantry? Uh, that would be 18 AK-47 stands, 8 um, RPGs in each one. In each one, and three of those? Yeah. Uh, four. Four, you can, you can four, of four of them. Oh, I think okay. it's four of them. Three or four, I can't remember. It's, it's, it's a lot. Nice. Is it, the, the, do you know the distraction carnifix thing? Distraction carnifix. Yeah, so if there's a thing in 40k which is the distraction carnifix, so you put carnifix down and everyone goes, Oh my god, it's a carnifix, kill it. That's what the massage company is. Oh my god, it's a massage company, kill it. It's just scary because it's going to run at you and you go, Bleh. It's like three other than. Yeah, one of them's going to eat you. But I think it, it, you have to be very, very careful because they're, they're, they're only, you know, if someone's taking a lot of heavy armor, they're not really that great. So you have to be a bit careful about how much you sink into them, and they will get, they will die. Yeah, but you just will. literally form a human roadblock and just marshal the vehicles away from the objective. They get backed up by hind, no, um, I, no, um, hinds, cobras. Cobras. Yeah. yeah, eight cobras is what you need, and the. And it's really, really hard for heavy armor to deal with all those infantry because you know, a lot of the next stuff. Does, it's you know, you've got these cannons and that, but you only can kill, killing two stands really well each turn per tank. Yeah. It's you don't want a thermobaric, a thermobaric barrage. Yeah, you've got sure. semi-RPGs, you can fish for ones. I, 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 yeah. I would, my advice as well is not to do what I've done, which is usually fairly sound advice anyway. <laughs> but probably get three and include them in a T62 company and then work your way out from there because otherwise you're going to be painting a lot of massage before you can play a game. Mm-hmm. And the T62s, you can have a, a platoon of those in formation. Which, and again, it's a weird one. They're a point more than T-55s. I think I guess it's because the, the equipment's moved on so fast, if you like, that the difference between a T-55 and T-62 is actually not that noticeable, I guess, against the high-end stuff. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's three points versus four. That's all I, I noticed. I was like, oh, it's pretty cheap. But yeah, there we go. Don't Don't buy 13 in one go. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely by, by seven by accident. <laughs> White again asks, "What a hundred point list should I run at US Masters?" What's the US Masters? Is that should, Team Yankee or? I am assuming Flames. Flames of War. I had a quick Google, but I couldn't find anything coming up for it. Do, do, we, do we think it's late war then? I imagine yeah. so. Well, you should us a bit more information there, Will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were surprised how, how little we pay attention to the American business scene. <laughs> Being in Britain and all. Uh, <laughs> if it's late war, uh, flames of war, I would take a 100-point list of what's going to be the most difficult to win with. The most difficult to win with? Yeah. What's the, what's the biggest challenge? Ooh. Um, I would go with British commandos. Oh, wow, 
that's that's side that's niche because it was surprisingly hard hitting they don't really have much but they have very brittle formations they can really get bang up on you then you, end, you end up playing on a mountain board and laughing <laughs> yeah that's good, no, good company as well i think that could be yeah. hard to play yeah, I think anything that's not ti- any German armor that's not Tigers is always going to be on because it's pointing. Panzer IV, Panzer IV Company, <laughs> Panzer IV Company. That's your winning your classes. Yeah, Panzer IVs. Yeah, there you Good go. Mate. Hundred points. Of Panzer. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong. It also works for mid war as well. So if you play mid war, Panzer IVs. <laughs> yeah, Panzer IVs. Yeah. There you go. All three and, of them. Early war. Uh, All three of them. <laughs> Panzer IVs. <laughs> Lonely looking Panzer IVs going. Um... <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Uh, if it's uh, Fate of a Nation, then uh, it should be Panzer Fours. Yeah, Assyrians. Yeah. And Udo Peters asks, okay, it's a bit of a long one. One, will you be making a house rule BDM? Okay, will you be making house rule BDM, one to three and Nona, and BTRD cards for us? Since the new World War Three Soviets will not be including new VDV forces. No, I'm just going to count as BMPs. Cool. There we, there go. we go. Is there any word on the so-called train pieces, i.e. the Chinook and Mill Hip? Oh, yeah. Hearing? I have no idea. I haven't seen anything about that for a while. I imagine. That, that was mentioned in one of the seminars, wasn't it? It was mentioned yeah. last year, the sort of last year's upcoming year thing. Yeah. So I was mentioning they're still in the way, just... COVID. I think would you they, have any suggestions on how they would play as active pieces? I mean, I just, so I was looking at this for the mill, mill, the mill eight because curious, and I'd just have it as like um a, I think I worked out this would be a capacity twelve unarmed helicopter. And that way you can just have a you know carrying around a Afghanistan platoon. Basically, just being unarmed, you bring them on land, drop the guys out, and then fly off again. Yeah. What What about if they were a mobile um, reinforcement area? So you bring reinforcements on from that area, but only if they're infantry. Yeah, like a, like an LZ marker or something. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's ways ways you could do it. But um, I mean, I just if I was going to use it as a model, I'd basically just use it as an unarmed helicopter, like you know, Lynxes are in the British ones. And just use it to carry like um, a much larger capacity of troops. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, same here basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all these new missions appearing for both Flames of War and World War Three Team Yankee, will you be creating new grids and matrices to decide missions to put on your website? I believe Mark was saying Mark, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, you, that, you try that, and stop that man from making a new matrix. Yeah. It's impossible. But uh, I think he said Battlefront are doing this. And there'll be a new oh, okay. mission. Oh, did he? Yes, I think that's, that's what he said last. He's taking the blue pill. Yeah. Ooh. yeah so I, I don't think I don't think we are. I think we're holding out Battlefront eventually doing this. Yeah. Because well, there's a, there's a, yeah there's quite a few now, isn't there? With the um, I mean I, I can't imagine they're going to put the, the riverine ones in, for example, like the river assault ones. But there are quite a few. Yeah, I mean the missions. The Brit, the Brit American jet and SS and German books all had like generic missions so I could see yes. all them going in yeah that'd be cool yeah that'd be cool uh, Reagan Robinson asks is one badge battalion enough I'm thinking depending on local meta maybe two fully painted badge battalions is a good <laughs> number but I'm interested in your thoughts we, we've peeled back the uh, the curtain here in the I don't know <laughs> kicked off a whole new revolution 
Well, I, actually, I could, now, we, now that I realise you can actually take two formations of the same thing, I think it might definitely be worth looking at the minimum size double double for, bash, sash formation. So four stands of one, or four units of one blister each, twice. Wow. Do, well, you think about it, because that's just, if you, it, it's twice as hard to kill them, because there's two formations. You can just throw them away, like, whatever. They're, like I said, they're morale two, so you've got to kill basically every stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, being hit on fours, uh, sorry, save a fours, it's not, it's, it's, it's not hard to do that. It's not right? hard to do that, yeah. No, you can just do them in waves then, can't you? Do mm. actual human wave techniques. Oh, <laughs> oh my really? God. Um, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, but, yeah, you can do uh, <laughs> you can, so you can have one company at the front and then another one following directly behind almost, and... Unit identification is going to be extremely important at that point. Yeah, well, that's, just, that's, that's easy. <laughs> just just fall down the base of them so it's like you're shorting. So that's the kids. I mean, that's, uh... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. It's, like, it's like doing wow. the Hitler, Hitler Youth oh. in the Berlin book again all over. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> These are 14. These are 16. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> you're yeah, going to be a martyr. <laughs> I think... I think that, um, yeah, free lolly with every uh, recruitment. Um, but no, I think that there's definitely scope there for both, you know, two um, two formations if you're going to do it like that. But yeah, there, there's a, there is a finite amount of space on the table. That's the other thing. And you are going to end up not being able to use stuff because it's just going to be boxed in by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just yeah. I actually think about it. The the, the small units might do make some sense if you're doing do double size, just because with that two plus morale, yeah, they're going to get murdered. You know, on hit, hit hit on four, oh, hit on three, save on fours, but they're just not going to go anywhere. That's going to be really demoralising for your opponent. So if you really hate your opponent uh, and you want them to, you know, have to spend spend three hours machine <laughs> gunning from each of the two. And then you still passing all of your morale tests to win the yep. game eight one, even though he's literally killed Yeah. <laughs> hundreds of men. Hundreds of your, of your well, hundreds of adolescents. You've got um, six stands left out of six hundred, but yeah, you still win eight one. But you, you will have to pay the tax though on the infantry command battalion HQ, which is a point for one stand, which I'm still really annoyed about. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so you're gonna have to pay that Sorry. twice. Sarge tax. It, it just, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's one AK forty-seven stand. Yeah, it's a re-roll. That two up. <laughs> oh my god, it is. Isn't it? <laughs> I think it's worth it. <laughs> this little bubble around yeah. your company commander. <laughs> Why don't we have snipers in Team Yankee? Because that would be a prime target, wouldn't it? Yes, mm. we do. They're just thermo barrack and married on thermo barrack sniper. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to kill that one guy. Okay, well, if we wipe out this kilometre square, we'll probably hit him. Yeah. yeah. That's why we don't have snipers in Team Yankee. <laughs> um, Dylan Rogers asks, I'm curious what the team thinks about the language of bailed out tanks. Obviously, we know from history that most of the time, the crew that bailed out didn't intend to get back in, but the tanks were otherwise fight ready to get hit hard enough to cause... Oh, sorry. Otherwise, did... What? But that tanks that were otherwise fight ready did get hit hard enough to cause the crew shock or panic. Yeah, I, I think it should this, be called. Flames of War Team Yankees temporary bad at stance has persisted through several editions now. How come? What do you think? 
and then it gets cut off there because Lee's taking a picture of the message. It should be something like crew stunned. Well, it should. Like the yeah. rule should be crew stunned. That's what he says in the next line. Actually, do you think yeah. a crew stunned result? I mean, this is this is what I say when Team Yankee came out. I thought they should have done that because every time I tried introducing this to to someone who were in in the industry. As a, the thing they always get hung up on is bailed out. He goes, you don't, you don't get out of your tank, you stay in it. Yes, it's just, just gloss over it. It's quite cruise stunned and you can move past. Trust me, it's a hangover from the World War II game. Yeah. Well, originally they had the bailed out markers were little tanker figures that you yeah. could get. I'd be so, they should have kept them. I love making little markers. Of them. But um, yeah, so it's, it's effectively it's a cruise done or that kind of thing. It's it's just like why don't we why don't we model gun kills and mobility kills? Well, we just don't really care about it at a company level. The tank yeah. is, the tank is no longer fighting. Yeah. The reason why it's no longer fighting is largely relevant to us. It's just not shooting. And that's good <laughs> or bad, depending on if it's your tank. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so should 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 it be cruise done? Yes. Is it a massive game changer? Not really. It's just it's it's semantics, unfortunately. Yeah, you know that may yeah that came up in the conversation as well about people saying if you're in assault with a bailed tank, you can't walk over to the active tank. You have to stay with the bailed one until it's dead. Mm-hmm. Because you're already base to base with a live model, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's stunned. It's not done. But yeah, I don't know. It, I, I, if it if it's one of those things where having been around for long enough that if it bailed out, changed and disappeared, it would kind of be a bit sad. You know, losing losing the bogged tokens was was, was alright, but changing bailed out. Well, yeah, you couldn't <laughs> say, you couldn't start the turn, you couldn't say bail back in either. Yeah, what unstunned. You uh, unstunned. Unstunned. <laughs> yeah, unshamed. Unstunned. De-stunned. Where's my de-stunned dice? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, actually, no. That's quite cool because then you you couldn't really unstun. You couldn't, you know. You're not re you're remounting is better than like rallying because you're not broken. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I, I guess the trouble is probably this is probably it. There probably is no un word for yeah. unshakening. Like. I think it's because we've been playing this for so long, it doesn't really bother us. Same when someone else mentions it, we go, yeah, yeah. but then let's move on. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, back in the, yeah. Uh, Chris Tempest asks, with the Soviets getting the elite units like T-80s, uh, can we expect to see part-time Western forces, the National Guard, Territorial Army, etc., in future releases? Um, all of my armies are obviously part-time Western forces uh, because they uh, never pass the skill test and they run away. So, well... <laughs> The Dutch surely are part time anyway. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. No, also, I don't. I'm not sure they were. I'm not sure they're professional army That's at that point. I think they might have been. I think they had certain units that were still, but they was largely territorial. But that would be quite cool to have genuine, like you know, essentially second rate NATO forces. Other what than we the should have is some sort of like card but not like a unit card like some sort of half size card Ooh, like a but then changes the stats you would maybe some sort of points modifier yeah like it would be you know a fun card have a snappy title yeah let's call it a um an asking card <laughs> i 
Uh, but see, being seriously, I mean, TA already in the game because the foxes are TA. They have like a, they have oh. lower skill and lower morale than all British units because they are TA units. Is that is that because they were traditionally not used by the regulars? Because yeah. the things are death traps. No one will be, no one to use them. Right. Um, Bizarrely, I, what I was expecting with the T-55, as soon as we found out this gear being a Soviet book, was it to have like um, skill six, because it's like all reservists. <laughs> yeah. But actually it's yeah. the same stats as a T-80 crew. Which That's I'd weird. Be, yeah, it's, I, I guess maybe they're right going from five to six is a big jump, because like, it's like Syrians in favor of the nation. Yeah. Yeah, but what are you doing with that skill? I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. You follow me is what you use. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's my point. Is a lot that we were talking about this in, uh, in the last podcast is that I don't use, and maybe it's my ignorance of Team Yankee, but I find I don't use any hardly any of the orders as much, well, anywhere near as much as in Flames of War. Well, you've already got the movement, haven't you? My stuff. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Is you, when you've got advanced stabilizers, thank you very much to Leopard 2. Happy Leopard 2 day, by the way, everyone. Happy Leopard 2 day. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> The if, when you've got that, you don't need to blitz because you just move and look. Oh, my rate of fire is two still, and I don't take any modifiers for range. And and and, but I don't. Missile teams use it a lot because obviously you can then blitz up a hill, fire the missile off, then survive. Hope you survive the turn. And next turn, shoot the scoop back down the hill. Yeah, but the reservist type stuff. They haven't got reservist infantry units, have they? For no. the Soviets, like not, tier three Brits. No, they haven't got anything like that in the game. No. So, so what? That's what I mean. When with the T fifty fives, it would have been what, what would what would have been the downside of putting skill six in? Mm. It's a, you're right. It's a weird. I hadn't thought about that. Now I'm suddenly quite animated about it for some strange reason. I think the problem um, they had was because they put the T sixty two M in at the same skill. And it's kind of a weird one because there are still category A forces using T sixty twos in the southern front. They want the guys who are going basically involved in the Turkey and Greece because hey, Turkey and Greece have its like highest level tanks. Right. So um, I think that so T62 um, could be a skilled trainers of other guys, and I think maybe the T55 as well. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just dismissing it too quickly. Maybe the T, the AM version was used by Cat A forces. I don't know. Mm, it feels like there's a lot of mothballs on those tanks, though. So. <laughs> there is, yeah. I mean, but <sighs> yeah. is there scope for doing this? Yes, there is. Um, without command cards, it then becomes a bit more difficult because. You have to do it in a full size book, and that's kind of why I never liked that. Oh, there's no reason to do command cards for Team Yankee. Yes, there is. There's lots. I can think about 15 off the top of my head. <laughs> um, give me, give me, give me a notepaper. I'll start reading them down for you. I, I, what, you can, can we you start with? You start with naval marines, naval infantry. Yeah, yep. uh, proper VDV. Actually, probably VDV needs to be a book list because it has all the extra kit. Whereas you can do naval infantry just using the current kit. Yep. And have a so command basically. card that upgrades to T fifty five to basically have the the um, active yeah, right. system. Yep. But it's just mm. like stuff like you know giving the Brit Milan's for, um, thermal for like to, and Milan two again that could be a, a, a command card like the spirals and the RPG VK. If that was in Flames of War, that would be a command card rather than being an op- rather than changing the option yeah. system. That's true. Actually, that would be in command card. Mm. And like I say, at the time, when Command Cards first came out, they were met with some resistance. Even I did. Even I was in that position. Yeah. But my opinion of them has changed because the cards got better. And they actually came, actually, these cards are decent. The first ones were rubbish. These yeah. cards actually add something to the game. The, the late war cards were uh, a million miles from the mid-war cards when they yeah. first started. And when they got... Yeah. yeah. And even the mid-war cards, Italian and American releases were a lot better oh. than the British and 
Germany no, I'm, I'm not not I'm not preparing that. I'm just saying that we've reached a pinnacle in late war where actually the command cards are here's one for every division that this book deals with in Normandy. Yeah, could potentially deal with, yeah. Yeah, it, it it might not give you everything you want, but it gives you a little boost if you want to use it. There you go, done. It gives you some flavour. Yeah, jobs are good, and off we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can I can see there being a case for like you said. Um, Absolutely territorials. I'd I'd love West German territorials in there. That would be that would be really cool. Yeah, because it would give you something that's not super high end as well as a, a NATO player. Or some but, like some like British Royal Marines. So basically, yeah. you have a card, and what it does, it takes up takes you apply it to a rifle platoon. It takes off the four three twos, but you increase your morale to three plus because yeah. they're Marines. It's like how Afghanistan are basically the same cost as BTR infantry. We don't have BTRs, but have better skill and morale. Mm, I think the problem, yeah. the problem, the problem we don't have this is because the whole thing about not having light guns and, and dismounted mortars, it complicates the whole light infantry side of things. That's kind of like why I haven't seen full VDV and naval infantry, where we haven't got raw Marines and like a fully expanded like, airborne because ultimately, they need to have mortars in the game. And I don't know why, because mortars would be so easy. It's just an infantry team that fires a bombardment. It's, it's, not, in the, it's not in the gun team in Flames of War. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure why dismounted, gun, dismounted mortars are such a hardship. For them. Is, is it because it starts precedent? Or, you know. Um, but we, we've had things that have been precedent and then have stopped being precedent because someone's come across and changed it. So it's... Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm just I was trying to play devil's advocate. I don't really have a, a, a legal a case to stand, a lead to stand on in this case. Cause, um... well, yeah, have a dog in... it's... I, I think we're starting to hit a limitation there where this weird thing of no no non stockpile guns is just kind of counterproductive. It's just like... Oh, hello? Someone in that doing it. I lost you for a little bit there, Lee. Oh, yeah, I lost you as well. I was just saying, we have like we have Foan and Nam both having dismounted guns, and they're basically quasi team Yankee. It's kind of like just weird. Well, the, was it the D thirty one two two was ubiquitous across that entire period mm. as a, an artillery piece? I mean, unless you abstract them, the bigger artillery pieces, and just say, look, the the mobile stuff might get caught up in a localized fight but you know a, a toad gun probably wouldn't yeah i don't know I, 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 there's lots of stuff in it but yeah I mean, there's lots of stuff but also it kind of i think it helps focus, focus. I, it, it does give the game focus you know by, by not doing all these extra bits and pieces yeah you know we're missing out on the little niche like market bit there but it stops you know the the trouble we had with version three flames of war where you get the unit and you don't get the models for another year by which time everyone's moved on and then they don't sell and it all becomes this counterproductive thing so i think having the focus just be what they put in the book and then not have that unit type not have that unit type because it's you know mainly about the tanks and the stuff although yeah it takes away from the historical element but it does help focus the game a little bit more, you know, which is nice that you can see, okay, book comes out, it's got these models, you know, you know, it's a little bit better than the old years and years between stuff. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I get you. I do get you, but yeah, 
I think I think what the problem I think what people are crying out for to an extent in Team Yankee is just flavour and variety. And I know that's hard because everything's very standardized. That's the whole point. But you know, just a bit of variance is it's just a bit of a palate cleanser, I guess. Yeah, and I think I think with these re release books it's giving you a little bit more. Uh, but also, you know, there's there's got to have they can't release everything all at once, otherwise they wouldn't have been anything to release in two years, you know. No, that's true. So there's no, yeah, nothing to say that they won't go through and go, okay, now we'll release the card packs with a whole heap of new models and new sculpts or something if they once they get the capacity. He says in hope. <laughs> you know, card packs like, you know, the Flanderstrom gliders, just saying. <laughs> oh, God, I thought we'd gone through one episode then without. <laughs> oh, the bloody Flanderstrom. Right, I think that's all the questions, isn't it? I think that is that all the questions. questions. Yep, there's lots of them this time. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> time to shoot and scoot. Yeah, we, we have got some new dice uh, inbound from uh, the south. Well, I've got a dice we haven't used before, which is for gen- generic West German um, sort of Maltese cross. What's it called? Not Maltese cross. For, uh, Maltese cross. They're quite, for sort of the slightly more... Slightly more a flamboyant cross than they used in World War Two. I can't remember what it's called. It's got a name because of B or something, doesn't it? The Black and Crowds. Yes, that's it. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so West West Germans, Eskil three plus. So, oh, well, five could be. I could have been. I could have been anything. Could have been past. Soviet. <laughs> yeah, could have been East Germans. But, you not, but not foreign. Not foreign um, Syrians. We we're discussing. Not Syrians. <laughs> no. Wah wah wah. Sad times for Syrians. <sighs> the Armored Trade Record Podcast you've been listening to was Shooting Scoops, the Flames of War Podcast, and the team at Breakthrough Assault at Code UK has brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and is sponsored this week by Massage. Nig- Nigel Massage. Nigel Passage. Free-falling. Just keep that for the Arnhem book. <laughs> no, because uh, static line drops, so it wouldn't work. Yeah. Oh. Semi-free-falling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, do you know what that was the sound of? That was the sound of the fun police kicking the door down. Yes. Yeah. Or freak or fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>